turn down the ship. Bring the ship up to broadcast depth. We're going in. Passing you into FM. The hideout. The hideout. False security has lulled the madness of this world into a slumber. Wake up. An eye is upon you, staring straight down and keenly through, seeing all that you are and everything that you can never be. Yes, an eye is upon you, an eye ready to blink. So face forward, with arms wide open and mind reeling, your future has arrived. Are you ready to go? The Hideout. It is an FM Jerry Springer freak show shoveled to the lowest common denominator. Hideout. We've got a power to the people routine and a very loyal fan base. We're all being lobotomized by this country's most influential industry. Hideout. Either you're with us or you're against us. The Hideout starts now. Be somebody. Be somebody. What, what, what's new? <laughs> hey, hey, Welcome into the hideout, 106.7 WJFK. Yes, we're back. Uh, it is El Jefe and J-Dubs. We'll go into the whole thing, but it is good to be with you. We are back, and we are live. Give us a call, 800-636-1067. You can go to hideoutradio.com for more information, or you can hit us up on the AOL Instant Messenger, Hideout Radio at AOL. That's right, Hideout Radio on the AOL Instant Messenger. Very interactive. Love to be a part of your lives in any way that we can. We started on the radio, Dubs, and uh, let's let's quickly go through. Uh, well, first of all, we got a lot for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, that goes without saying. Huge show, uh, very fun. We go until nine o'clock. Uh, then we do what's called a post-show podcast, which is available on HideoutRadio.com. We record that directly after the show, uncensored. And tonight's guest on that is going to be DCRTV.com, Dave Hughes. Yes, the runner of DCRTV. Uh, the are... most influential news radio website, I'm going to say, in the nation. Very possible. I know a lot of people pay attention to that site, and a lot of people take a lot of uh, uh, a lot of stuff that's set on there to heart. Right. So, yeah, he's a big guy in the radio industry as far as uh, no D.C. One, and Baltimore go. And no one took him seriously until we first interviewed yes. him as our very first guest when we did the hideout originally on WJFK. And that leads us to who we are. I'm Hefe. That is Dubs. Hi. For those of you that don't know us, we used to host the hideout Saturday nights right here on 106.7 WJFK. What, three and a half years ago? Right around there, yeah. And then eventually we moved to late nights following Ron and Fez. Both of us had producing duties with Ron and Fez. Both of us helped out with the Don and Mike show as well. Uh, pretty much did anything we could at WJFK mm-hmm. and also did a show. We were a little hoarse. Then the flip of WHFS happens to El Zul. Hello to Pedro at El Zul. He's a friend of mine. I made a friend. I guess mm. he does mornings over there. And every, everybody comes over to JFK. We're odd men out. We moved down to Orlando, Florida, Real Radio 104.1. A year ago now, we get let go because of budget cuts. Uh, we'd, we'd been on guest hosting on XM, New York, in Atlanta. And we'd done a podcast called uh, Next Casts. And then finally, we got the call to come back here to WJFK 106.7. So that briefly is our sad career because that's <laughs> been the last four and a half uh, years or so of our yeah. lives. So anyway, there it is, my friends. That's who we are. Uh, we are live. This is slated to be our normal slot. 
we started the show back on WJFK about a month ago, and we uh, we kind of been moving around because of Terps football. Last week was a night game, so we did it on a Sunday afternoon during the Redskins game. Following the Junkies post game show, no one heard it, but we had a good show because everyone's watching football. But it's a Saturday night; we're ready to rock. Uh, we'll do the hideout headlines in just a bit. We normally start with the hideout headlines, but instead now, because the biggest story of the week had to do with sports, so this is what we call the hideout sports quick hitters. Hideout sports quick hitters. Ladies and gentlemen. Dubs, of course we want the participation, 800-636-1067. Like I said, we will normally start with the headlines, but when the biggest news of the week involves sports... Although, you know, let's be honest for a second, it should be the war. But we're living in America, and we have a short attention span. So the flavor of the week right now is Barry Bonds. And he has been indicted uh, by a federal grand jury in charge with lying under oath about using anabolic steroids and other performance-enhancing drugs. Does he deserve it, J-Dubs? As the uh, law stands right now, yes. He completely deserves to be arrested and indicted, but I don't agree that it is that necessary. I don't agree that uh, it's a big deal, and I don't see why. I would like to find out, and I'm sure it's almost impossible to find this out, but how much money has been spent on investigating this and bringing him in? Five years they've been looking into this. Yeah, that's a lot of money to be wasted on something that really doesn't matter. I'll tell you this. It is all bunk. It is a compl- I do not buy the premise on its very face value from the idea that steroids should be illegal. I'm with you that this has been a complete waste of time and resources. I also think there is a racial aspect to this. I have to disagree with the racial aspect. I just think... Uh, Mark McGuire. Where is Mark McGuire? Why is he not getting, quote-unquote, what I'm going to call lynched? By the federal government. I would guess that the same kind of uh, resources and craziness would be put in to an investigation of American Idol if they thought that there was something odd going on there. Of American Idol? You really think yeah, so? Yeah, I, I do, because I, I, for some reason I think that it, it's more about us feeling like we're lied to about our entertainment. And I, I, being lied to about our entertainment doesn't matter. But it's but okay it if it's but it's okay if it's the government. Yeah. It's okay if we out Valerie Plain. Dude, I am telling you this now. If Barry Bonds serve time serves time on the obstruction and the lying and Scooter Libby doesn't, we need to have a revolt. There needs to be a revolt and a riot in the streets of Washington D.C. because we com- we can out a CIA agent. Yet and no, do no time and get a presidential pardon. But a guy who plays a boy's sport could go to jail because he tried to make himself better at it. Well, and also he, who would actually tell the truth about doing steroids, and when you're about to break the record? Yeah, you know, if if you did know you were, you know, doing something illegal, and you did know you were taking steroids, why right before you're about to break the uh, the record? Why would you go out and say, yeah, I'm taking steroids? No, you'd go out there. You'd say, no, I, I, if I did, I didn't know I did. And uh, you'd go out there and try to break the record. 800-636-1067. It is the Hideout Sports Quick Hitters. Hefe and Dubs back live in D.C. Why isn't baseball getting indicted? 
Why isn't the players' union getting indicted? They're all complicit in this. All of them, after the strike, knew that Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa were all doing this, and they were cool with it then because they needed to save the sport. Bud Selig should be fired and, and indicted He's, or whatever. Because the, the only he, commissioner dirtier than him is David Stern, that rat bastard. He should. He had to have known what was going on this whole time, and he had to have just let it slide because it was good for the sport at the time when uh, Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa were doing that whole race. It was huge for the sport, Dubs. and the sport was in actual real trouble. Dubs, let's go to James on line one. James, you're in the hideout on 106.7 WJFK. What is going on, El Jefe and J-Dubs? Yo. What up, dope? What's up, man? I heard you listening to you guys down in Florida, man, when you guys went down there the first hour two years ago. Mm-hmm. But- it's nice to hear some familiar voices up here. I just moved up here. <laughs> well, there oh, nice. you, we're, we're here, we're back, and uh, we're good that you're able to uh, keep, a, keep a hold of us and follow us. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I was actually wondering what happened to you guys after whatever happened down there, the fallout down there, and then it hearing you guys up here. It was clear uh, channel budget cuts, and thank you, James, for the phone call. Essentially, that's the easiest way to say it. Clear channel budget cuts. Yeah, and uh, a whole sad year following. Yeah. You know? <laughs> really? Hey, thank yeah, you for the was... phone call, my man. We appreciate you. Uh, 800-636-1067. We should have asked him about bonds. Because I want to go back to the steroids for a second. And I know it's been beaten to death, but why are steroids illegal? Why can't you use steroids to play professional baseball? You can use them in your everyday life if you're sick, if you have something like lupus, if you're an old person and you have problems with arthritis. But not anabolic. Anabolic so, are completely well, maybe different. you should be able to. We have been able to progress. The game has progressed. Uh, the the game has evolved. Why can't we be able to use? Why are we not able to use steroids in sports? If they come out and actually find some very huge dangers with the drug, I know that the drug's not good for you. Uh, anything you put in your body like that isn't going to be good for you in the end. It's but I don't like know if cigarettes, it's, alcohol, yeah. caffeine. I don't know. If, I don't know if it's any worse for you than you know a lot of the a lot of the uh, just. The other, like the human growth hormones, right. I know it's those are illegal too. But I don't, I don't know if they're any worse for you than those. And those... people get to use the human growth hormone. They get, that gets pre- prescribed by their doctors. You're gonna tell me that steroids are worse for you than something like Paxil or Zoloft that turns you into a zombie? It's not right. It's not real. I'll tell you this too: if you use caffeine and you're against bonds, you're a hypocrite. You're a complete hypocrite because guess what? Right now, Dubs, I'm telling it like it is. To do a show and to be amped up for the hideout on JFK, I'm sipping back a nice blue monster because I think it gives me an edge in my chosen sport radio. Why can't Barry Bonds and the other, and I do mean it as a sport, why can't Barry Bonds try to roid up? Why can't Mark McGuire? Why can't we use those advances? I, I, I think there's many different things I think uh, we should do with the sports world. I think one is uh, steroids. I think they should be completely illegal. And retards. I want uh, one each football team to have a token retard to throw out the fullback position and just blow that line wide open so uh, Clinton Portis can just march his way right into the end zone. I thought we had one. I thought it was Mike Allstott. <laughs> I thought there was already a big, thick-necked douche uh, that they just handed the ball and he just ran into the back of someone there. Uh, 800-636-1067. So, again... I do not buy the entire premise, beginning with steroids being illegal, going all the way through, and the fact that we're paying attention to it in a child sport, and the fact that millions and millions of dollars and time by the federal government 
The federal government has been spent trying to track down bonds. Let's go to Andrea on line one. You're in the hideout on JFK. Hello? You're on the air. Is it okay? I'm, uh, I want to talk about the story. It's mm-hmm. like cheating. It's like cheating. I mean, people have worked hard their lives to get where they are. And people use stories. It's like what drugs are you on test. now, sweetie? What are you taking right now? You're obviously not in the You're right. all out of it. What are you uh, taking? I, I don't take any. I, I, I take uh, medication for... Uh, Bipolar disorder. Ah. All right, so here's the thing. You're cheating at life. You're ta- yeah, God you should... meant for you to be bipolar. You so... should work harder to become normal instead well, of being I'm a trying. zombie retard. Uh, hmm? Well, I'm trying to. Okay. I... No, but... you're not because you're, you're, you're taking the easy way out and you're taking your pills. I, the first thing you need to do is stop taking those bipolar I want, medication pills. I want to do this on the air. Take your pills and flush them down the toilet. Let's hear it. Let's hear it, Andrea. Uh, I guess she's gone. <laughs> I guess the other side of her brain told her to hang up. 800-636-1067. Uh, exactly. Here's this, this is, again, the hypocrisy that I want to point out. Here's a bipolar woman yelling about this man cheating, but she can't get her stuff together enough to not have to depend on drugs so that she can be quote-unquote normal. It doesn't make any sense. Dubs will go to Allen on line two and then get into A-Rod. Allen, you're in the hideout on JFK. Yeah, 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 man. Uh, the reason why I called in is because I heard what you were saying, the, the, the tail end of what you said about how you should think that steroids really should be legal in baseball. You know, mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned, I think that, uh, you know, Major League Baseball was responsible for that anyways. I mean, of they course. Knew- they knew it was going on, so I mean, as far as I'm concerned, they're just using Barry Bonds as a scapegoat. I mean, anybody well, can tell he's that he, yeah, he's grown up just a tad bit, but that's what happens when you get old. I think he started probably using steroids when he messes me up. I mean, a lot of times they use that so he can come back sooner. Yep, absolutely, that is completely true. And thanks for the phone call, Alan. That happens yeah. a lot where. Whenever you get hurt, the steroids help your body recover quicker. Again, why a lot of times they're prescribed to people who yeah. are uh, in pain. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah exa- well, not necessarily in pain, but they need to get, they they need to get back to work or they need to get back sooner. Like my friend takes prednisone because his lungs are all messed mm-hmm. up. They'll never be right. And when he loses weight, he's gotten bigger. You know, so I mean, it's just it's just. Yeah, I, I, I don't see they, why the reason being racist. They were racist. the home run derby between Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa. They both knew those guys were on steroids. I mean, Mark McGuire, if you look at the pictures of him before he even got even going, he didn't have any acne at all. But if you look at him in St. Louis, bam. He looks like a 13-year-old boy. Hey, thanks for the phone call, my man. Appreciate it, Alan. Eight hundred six three six one zero six seven. Also, here's the biggest troublesome part about all this is he's the only one being indicted. Right. There's a lot of different players who have been on steroids, admittedly done steroids, and they are just let Where's Giambi? That's why I'm telling you this is a racial thing. Now, getting to story number two in the Hideout Sports Quick Hitters, A-Rod. A-Rod, they say, is going to be the savior of sports. He's going to save baseball when he overtakes Barry Bonds and his home run record and him, quote-unquote, crawling back to the New York Yankees for a raise. <laughs> I yeah. don't understand how the New York media it can print everywhere and Sports Center hops on it. The fact that A Rod comes crawling back to the Yankees with hat in hand, everything you look and everything you read says that. 
How? He got a raise. He went away from you guys. He said, I'm not interested. He went out, tested the market. He came back because you offered him the most money that anyone was going to offer him. Yeah, you guys offered him $10 million more than if, what? No, it was, uh, it's $25 million more. Wow. And possibly, if he breaks the home run record, $50 million more. Than his last, uh, than his last one, he got a raise, and so yet somehow you guys think it's hat in hand. I don't understand that. Eight hundred six three six one zero six seven. Let me tell you what the Yankees are. The Yankees are that abused wife mm-hmm. who took him back after he threatened to leave, and then gave him more than he had. You know what I mean? And now they 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 somehow think that they won. That right. they've, uh, you know, they've come out ahead here, but it's, it's, you know, a Rod. He's uh, the the douchebag and the wife beater walking around with the smirk on his face and a cigarette hanging out of his mouth, knowing he won. Yeah, because he's Cuban. I'll say that too. Eight hundred six three six one zero six seven. But it's just so funny to see the hat in hand. Oh, look at me. I'm sorry. I'm coming back hat in hand. Now give me that three hundred million dollar check. And let me say this too about a Rod. I'm not convinced that that dude ain't doping either. There's not a single guy in sports, and especially in the game of baseball, that I don't think is possibly not doping. It, I'm, I'm going to assume that they all are. And I'm going to hope that they all are. Yao isn't. Look at that thin frame he has. There's no way Yao is. <laughs> He's got a big white ass, and he might be too. Let's go to Ian on line one. You're in the hideout on JFK. Ian. Ian. No, Ian. You there? All right, let's move on, J-Dubs. 800-636-1067. You know what? Let's take a quick quick break because it's already time for a break. We'll come back and we'll, uh, we'll either finish up the hideout headlines or we're, uh, we'll start the hideout headlines or we'll go with the sports quick hitters. We'll take a break and come back. Dubs plays the liner first, Punani. It is the hideout 106.7 WJFK. The hideout. The hideout with El Jefe and J-Dubs. That's bad radio. The hideout. 106.7 W. Uh. I know. Yeah. Why you guys feel you have to be so negative? Hang up on the horn. Next caller. Negative. You shut the hell up, sir. Get in the car accident right now. Look at you. You already got the lung cancer, you beast. Negative. And the face fits kicking. Negative. We're done with you and your show sucks. The hideout with El Jefe and J Dubs. Such a negative influence. Hideout 106.7 WJFK. It is El Jefe and J Dubs, and we are live. 800-636-1067, or hit us up on the AOL Instant Messenger. That little name there is Hideout Radio. Hideoutradio.com is also our website. Check it out. You can download uh, the uh, post-show podcast tonight, an interview with DCRTV.com, Dave Hughes. Nice. Are we pushing any uh, MySpaces yet? Yeah, myspace.com slash hideoutradio. Wonderful. Just all hideout radio. Um, so uh, check that out, hideout radio. Uh, Dubs, uh, we did the uh, hideout sports quick hitters. We do have one holdover story that we want to get to, uh, but we'll h- go ahead and work that into the, uh, the hideout headlines. Hideout headlines. <laughs> All right, Dubs, during this portion of the show, we get uh, very fast and furious when it mm-hmm. comes to the biggest headlines of the week, according to us. Normally, we don't start with the sports, but Bonds is a big story this week. This is a goodie. Uh, ex-stripper files 
$100 million lawsuit against Oscar De La Hoya over drag photos. Apparently there are photos, and I did not know this until this week. I can't believe you've never heard of this before. This has been going on for about two months of uh, these Oscar De La Hoya cross-dressing pictures going around that I guess he took with a Russian stripper. And sad to say, I've uh, I've emailed a lot of people on Craigslist. Look a lot like how Oscar De, Oscar De La Hoya looks on uh, on these pictures. He appears in a black fishnet bodysuit mm-hmm. and black heels. I'll tell you what, he doesn't look bad. And another, he's wearing a white tutu. If it wasn't for that five o'clock shadow, I'd be all about it. He I'd give him 150 red roses, like they say on uh, on Craigslist. I see. I don't know what that lingo is because I never look at whores online. I didn't know about you knew about this. You yeah. never thought, hey, we should talk about this on the show. When, I, did, when did this break? This broke probably about two months ago with all the pictures coming out. Really? Yeah, it's been on like uh, on Inside Edition and TMZ shows. They've been showing. See, these I pictures. don't ever watch any of that stuff. Maybe I should now to get my hard hitting news. Oh yeah, <laughs> if you want stuff like Oscar De La Hoya and drag, tune in to these uh, Inside Editions and extras. The, 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 wonderful. The stuff that really matters. Okay, we have what's called a hideout download on this. I believe it's of the girl, the mm. ex-stripper. Milana Dravenel. All right, Milana Dravenel, and her talking about this. Hideout download. I don't understand Actually, 100 he made me seem like a, lo- a liar. Well, maybe because back in September you you questioned whether these were accurate photos, right? Well, that was through manipulation. All right, you can argue manipulation. His people say that this is all photoshopped. You have proof that it's not. Why would he have her sign a confidentiality? You have proof that these are not fake. One hundred percent. All right. So the worst he has done is besmirch your name, right? He said bad things about you, Mm -hmm. and you think that's worth a hundred million dollars, Neil? He's destroyed her reputation in society. (laughs) She was a Russian stripper. She moved over here just to uh, grind on guys' laps and make a few extra bucks. What kind of reputation in the community do you have? Uh, I didn't realize that there was a thing about these being fake. I've seen them. There's two. You can almost see the joy radiating off of De La Hoya's oh, face. Oh, yeah. He was so happy. I, I, I can see. All right, she There's photo- one of them she bent pho- over. Yeah, she photoshopped my head onto some uh, cross-dresser's body. I can see him saying that. If he wasn't wearing blush and lipstick in the pictures, she didn't photoshop makeup on you. Right. And I guess the whole thing, too, is she's mad because she only got $70,000. So she got below market value for these. Yeah, I, I guess she sold them to a website and didn't know exactly how big this would be. Right. So she thinks she deserves more than 70000 So she's going back on the guy who, you know, she fooled around with and took these pictures with. Hideout download. In yeah. society, he's destroyed her is reputation. That, it, she is a... Okay, okay. Go ahead. Uh, okay. Go ahead. Is that worth $100 million? It is. It is. No. Really? What, what, is, what is... How what much is, could what she is, send? Beautiful woman. What is a Cindy Crawford? What is a Cindy Crawford You are... You are... Think you think that you could make as a model $100 million in your career? No. Okay. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> wow. So there's Neil Cavuto just handing her her mm-hmm. ass. All right. Now, what would your ex have on you? Would your ex have anything on you? Nothing. I kept all my demons and every little freak I have very tight to my chest because I knew probably I wouldn't be with this chick forever. Mm -hmm. So I figured, you know what, I'm not going to allow myself to get too freaky around her because I don't want, and especially 
we aspire to be something that's in the public eye. Who, us? Yeah, I mean, we do aspire to that one day. Mm-hmm. And I don't want something like that coming out and bite me on the ass. Well, yeah, but we've been pretty open and honest about our stuff. Exactly, but still, if there is anything I want to do and I don't want to talk about it on the radio, I'm not going to do it with her. Well, she told the New York Post that she sold the photos because she was hurt after De La Hoya um, basically broke up with her after a year-long romantic relationship. So she gets angry. What is what is De La Hoya thinking doing this, like taking these photos? Because the main thing that would be going through my mind during this is cha-ching. Every time I hit you know, the, uh, the button on the camera, cha-ching, cha-ching, $70,000, that's it? Well, yeah, she's Russian. You know, everything is devalued over there, so she didn't think she could get that much for it. And $70,000 is a lot of money to get for some pictures. She's a stripper, so she has to know the value of it. Now, was it all that $70,000 handed to her in ones? Is that why it seemed (laughs) like it was a lot of money? Otherwise, I don't know what what she was thinking. $70,000 is quite a bit of money for just some pictures. You know, if if you look at it like that, it isn't a bad payday, but... You know, she could have gotten a lot more for it, and now she knows that. So she's trying to go back on De La Hoya, who was just a, a naughty little boy that wanted some photos taken of him in a uh, corset. You know, and, and now he has to dole out $100 million on top of the uh, public, uh, you know, scrutiny. scrutiny and everything he's had to go through. She's bitching that he has lashed out at her. What about him? He's been damaged much more than she has by this. I'd love to see the photos of Senator Larry Craig in the exact same poses, because you know those yeah, are probably there. floating around there somewhere, too. Who do you respect least, the person who dresses in drag or the one who releases the photos? The one who releases the photos. He just, he's a fighter, and he wanted to be... Is uh, he? He wanted the soft side of him shown. Yeah, he wanted, he wanted to Oh, feel, so this is a public relations ploy. Well, not public relations, but it was just something where he's supposed to be a tough guy, and behind closed doors, he wanted to be a girl. He wanted just to be a, a, a nice little tea girl. All right, my point is, why is this even a story? This is part of the Mexican culture, and this is what we do. <laughs> I was going to say, it shouldn't be a story. It should be batch material. <laughs> this is You guys are racist for even bringing this up. We all do it. It's just part of our culture. Bill Richardson, running for president, he's half Mexican. So he only t- puts on the bra top, and then there's just junk at the bottom. This is what we do. Cesar Chavez, picking grapes in a teddy. This is part of our culture. Leave you us as a alone. Mexican, American, you uh, dress in the drag? Of course we do. Don't you watch Telemundo? Don't you see no. what's, Don't you see Univision and what's on there? John on line one, you're in the hideout on JFK. John, go. Hey, hey, man. Hey, guys, how's it going? Good, yep. buddy. What do you got? Hey, listen, man. You know what? She got $100 million. She got $100 million rubles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're right. When you do the conversion rate... Still can't buy a loaf of bread with that over there. That's right. No, no, maybe a gallon of milk if you're lucky. Right? <laughs> Thank you, John. Good John. phone call. 800-636-1067. It is the Hideout Headlines with Hefe and Dubs and 106.7 WJFK. That's okay. <laughs> what a confusion. All right. All right. We are at a remote remote location, so sometimes you will hear some kinds of uh... Are you all right over there? My, my computer's frozen. That's uh, just, just go on without the uh... No, now the, now it's doing it on its own. Now the computer is all right, let's pull back the curtain for a second. All right. Here's what ha- <laughs> the computers can turn it off. Here's what's going on for one moment. We're doing this show from Tampa, uh, live for broadcast in Washington, D.C. So what happened here 
is our little computer that has our transitions has frozen on me. <laughs> so when I said that, I was going to play our little transition music and go into the next song, or the next song, the next story, and it completely froze on me. So Dubs and I are looking at each other like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Poor Punani's back in the studio like, am I supposed to go to break? They're only going to do one story? What's going on here? So that's what happened. Okay. Nonetheless, Dubs, let's talk about the next story. And that is the doctor who performed the tummy tuck and breast reduction on Kanye West's mother has apologized and offers his condolences, but still is not uh, saying that any of this was his fault. Now, Dubs, you said you hadn't heard of this story? No, I, well, I've heard of it because it you told me. It happened last weekend. Yeah, you told me about it, but other than that, I haven't heard anybody talking about this. Kanye West's mom, 58 years old, died after uh, she stopped breathing, obviously, went in for basically cosmetic surgery. Now, the whole thing, too, about this doctor who is supposed to be, who's been a doctor, uh, it's been on Oprah, he's been on television, mm-hmm. he's kind of well-known, but they say he's got some shady dealings in his past, uh, including some malpractice lawsuits, has paid out some civil uh, settlements. Also, too, there was a, a warrant issued for his arrest yesterday uh, because he didn't show up for a hearing for a malpractice judgment. Just turns out he was late. He was on CPT. So, you know, no big deal. <laughs> but but we got a couple of hideout downloads on this one, Dubs, of just, uh, I guess, the autopsy, the coroner talking about Kanye West's mom. However, the final causes of death have not been determined pending further toxicology. The death of Dr. West was reported to the coroner's office on November 12th as resulting from possible complications from cosmetic surgery. Surgery had been performed on November 9th at a surgical center. Dr. West was released to her home following the surgery. On November 10th, she was found unresponsive after being in respiratory distress. She was taken to Sentinel Freeman Regional Medical Center, Marina Campus, where efforts to preserve her life were unsuccessful. She was pronounced dead at 8.28 p.m. So this was a big deal because Kanye West, I guess, is really tight with his mom. Mm-hmm. And she would come to all of his shows and kind of get up on, on stage with him. And they were really close. It was one of these positive stories where well, she was a English professor. He's a stage son. I blame it on him. He pushed her out there into the public eye, and she wanted to get her uh, tummy tucked. And now she's dead because of Kanye West. Why at 58 years old are you getting any sort of plastic surgery? Well, because you look like melted rubber. So plastic surgery is the only thing that will get you back in shape. I mean, if you're going to get plastic surgery at any time, I say it's when you're old. Try to recapture your youth. I guess the whole thing, though, is that at 40 years old, when you're above 40, you have to get clearance from your regular doctor. Yeah, because it is a a very major surgery. They've used uh, heavy anesthesia on you. And if your heart can't take something like that, you're going to die. Right. And the other thing about it, too, was she did not get clearance from other doctors. The other doctors said, no, don't do this. And so finally she comes to this cat. And he says, all right, sure, I'll do it for you. It's her fault, then. She wanted this so bad that she couldn't take uh, that some doctor said, no, you aren't good. You aren't in good enough health to do this. You can't do it. And she thought it was perfectly acceptable to roll the dice and do it anyway. I don't blame this doctor because who's going to turn down that kind of payday? Right. He knows that these, uh, you know, the, the risks that are involved, and she knew the risks, and she took them and died. 
800-636-1067. Now, what is he going to do as far as that presence, you know, at his shows? Because, you know, it's one thing. You have your mom there. You're doing a show. It looks great. Like, how are you going to fill that void in his life? I'm thinking Clinton Portis dressed up. We know he loves on media day before a game to throw on an outfit. It's like so a, douchey. A De La Hoya outfit, and he looks just like her. Why not recruit Clinton Portis to come up with you and uh, be essentially, you know, your yo boy who's up there. He's got the mic. And he's getting the crowd pumped up. And it looks just like your mom's. So you're not going to miss either way. Now, with Clinton Portis, i go off topic a little bit with this guy. Is there a dumber athlete? I know he's beloved in the Washington, D.C. area, but he has to be an idiot. Because you look at him and you just think, nothing's registering. He knows how to hit the hole and how to turn on the afterburners in the open field. And that's it. We'll take a break. We'll come back. More of the hideout headlines. It's and Dubs back live in D.C. on 106.7 WJFK. 106.7 The Hideout with El Jefe and J-Dubs. Well, they're totally gay for each other. Hey, welcome back to The Hideout. Oh, dude, come Happy on. weekend, do you? Dude, who does a monologue in the middle of a show? But what I'm doing is giving you a little extra news on top of the hideout headlines we're doing right now. Has the first hour already been a bit of an abortion, technically? You're technically it, abortion, yes, but I'm trying, to get us, I'm trying to get us back on track by giving you some news, Hefe. I'm going to start with this one. R. Kelly has taken another huge blow in the PR department. His publicist has put on him. said, I can't take this anymore. I got to, I gotta, you know, just cut ties with R. Kelly. And R. Kelly was asked to comment on, on it, and he said no, no comment. But you could obviously tell he was pissed. joke there? Just informing you that he was pissed. Okay, I got it. I understand. I think I understand what you're trying to do. So, your whole point is what during this? Because I didn't laugh. I know you're supposed, supposed to be a monologue. Am I supposed to be chuckling? You can chuckle if you want to. The news can be funny at times. But I know there's a writer's strike out there, so I want to give some people some news and entertainment. And today marks the one-year anniversary of Michael Richards dropping the N-bomb and doing that whole tirade at the Laugh Factory. It's already been a year. One year. Today is the one-year anniversary. Ah. It is also the one-year anniversary of uh, Dog the Bounty Hunter's biggest belly laugh ever. Is this where I explain the joke and where it's supposed to be funny? Or because the the N-word and... Dog likes to say it, so he thought that the bit was great by Michael Richards. So I'm supposed to sit here and try to explain. I'd yeah, actually like, I'd like to talk about and comment on the fact that it's been... Do it on your own time, Hefe. Do it on your own time. I've got more it news for you. i got more news for you, Hefe. I'm not interested. This bit sucks. Why do we continue to do it? The federal government is planning on taking more steps to protect turtles. This move has left Shredder and Krang very upset. I guess nunchucks aren't good enough for him anymore. When you bomb on one punchline, you can't try to throw in another. Did you really just do a Ninja Turtle stroke? Is that really what just happened here? We're back on WJFK, and you're doing a monologue in the middle of the show. Good evening, godless sodomite. The hideout. We will destroy this place. 
I hate you. What? I hate you and I hate your stupid bit. It's the high wrong with my bit. Back it's beloved. On 106.7 WJFK. Everybody loves some news. By the way, coming up, we got a game show. Guess the race. We got some prizes out of the WJFK prize closet that we'll get to you. So hang tight for that. That'll be uh, next segment. If you want to get on in on it, Dubs. 800-636-1067. And uh, hit us up on the AOL Instant Messenger Hideout Radio at AOL. That's right, on the AOL Instant Messenger Hideout Radio. Hideoutradio.com is our website. Uh, like Dubs said, 800-636-1067. I hate you. Why? I hate you and your monologue in the middle of the show because it ruins the flow. Like, we haven't had enough speed bumps technically, then you want to throw it in there comedically. It's not fair. Let's hop back into the hideout headlines, J-Dubs. Boy George chained male escort to wall. (laughs) The singer and DJ charged with false imprisonment after allegedly chaining a male escort to a wall in his home. Uh, The Norwegian escort, 28 years old, claims he was grabbed and chained to a wall by George and another man after the singer invited him back to his London flat to pose for some photographs. Uh, Here, I'm going to show you these Oscar de la Hoya photographs, and I want you to try to mimic them as best as you can. Uh, Scotland Scotland Yard's involved with this, said that the 47-year-old singer, uh, who was first arrested in April, has been charged over an incident in his Flat. Oh, what an embarrassment to the gay community. I would have to... I don't know what Boy George's problem is. He can't stay out of trouble. He is the biggest gay stereotype there is out there. I think he's uh, responsible for keeping a lot of these uh, um, just uh, stereotypes going with gay people. Yeah, i got to say, who's worse for their people? OJ or Boy George? OJ is one of those people that black people are like, all right, man, you got you got to stop this. We we have your back for a lot of stuff. You killed a woman, and we still backed you. Now you got you got to just cut this out. But boy, George, he's been more frequently in trouble uh, legally, and what was, he uh, got in trouble for cocaine. Uh, he got in trouble for. He's just always in some sort of. It's like Jerry Falwell. When he talks about gay people and he tells people how bad gay people are, mm-hmm. he's essentially referring to, like, he thinks every gay person is Boy George. Boy George really is a bad example yeah, he's just for flam- gay people. He's just that flamboyant, um, troublemaking gay guy. Now, by the way, too, how much of a sissy is this escort if he couldn't get out of a headlock by <laughs> Boy George? Yeah, if Boy George comes at you, you think that's one guy you can just go, hey. Wham! Punch him in the face. He's not doing wham, anything. Wham! Literally. Here's Wham. Here's Jitterbug. Uh, leave me alone, dude. Now, fighting off a gay man has to be scary, though. Because you think about it. It's the power in the frame of a man and the vengeance of a woman. Normally, yes. But we're talking about Boy George here. Once again, So it's right. the frame of a woman 
and the uh, the vindictiveness of a woman as well. 800-636-1067. Could you just imagine how scary that would be? Because if you see photos of a, of a boy George, I keep want to saying gay George. If you, <laughs> if you see a photo of a boy George, and he's one of those guys like Marilyn Mance who kind of paints himself now, mm. and he's always kind of looking like a... A like kabuki a, homo. <laughs> a kabuki. Or a clown at the end of a long day, you yeah. know, with the makeup just running down. Just sad. And, and he's just sitting there slapping you, you know, and chaining you up to a wall. And how scary that would be. Almost something like at a house of a thousand corpses. You know what I mean? Where you're just there with a crazy clown who wants to do bad things to your butt. You know, and you enjoy stuff with the butt. And still, you're scared. has been on grilled cheese sandwiches in windows in clouds and now jesus has been seen on a pancake <laughs> he's everywhere my friends he's all around us we got a hideout download on that first though let's go to jonathan on line one you're in the hideout on wjfk what's up jonathan yeah how you doing Good, buddy. Now, what's up? well first things first let me let you know I was channel surfing and I heard you and it kind of intrigued me what you were talking about as far as Kanye's mom and how she died. But there were some things that you said. I'm sorry, but I'm a little bit bitter about that. And I'm bitter because I've got beef with doctors in general. Now, you say that she went in for elective surgery after receiving numerous or maybe at least one or two negative consultations on mm -hmm. whether she was up to health to go through this. Mm -hmm. Then you said you don't fault the doctor for running on that payday because hey, it's Kanye's mom. And no, I don't I no I don't I don't I don't fault him for running on any payday. If the woman wants it that bad, I'm not saying it just because Kanye's mom go for it. I'm just saying if someone wants it that bad and they're willing to put up their health for it, they know the risks. It's just like with an abortion in certain towns or certain states where it's not legal, you're gonna go somewhere else to get it or you may go to a back alley if you can't get it in your state. People are gonna Wait do what they want to do. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Don't convolute the subject by trying to mix an abortion. Don't use a word like convolute. It's too highfalutin for this show. Oh, well, excuse me. Let me break it back down. <laughs> don't, 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 don't confuse the issue by trying to compare abortion with electric... I'm not, dude. You're taking this way too seriously. I'm, I'm giving you an example. All right, but let's get to your point before we move on. Cause I think My you're point. trying to be... We're not trying to fight. We're trying to have fun, but make your, make your point. I'm not trying to fight. Don't get me wrong. I'm all right, now to... you're yelling at me. Now I'm taking offense to it. <laughs> now all of a sudden I feel like I'm being accosted. Wait a minute. I got a deep voice. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, people just... often make that mistake. Uh, anyway, and let me, let me dial it back a little bit so you don't think I'm upset. But my thing is this with doctors, when you're, dealing, when you're dealing with a person's life, yeah, maybe there's a big payday on the end of it. But if you know, if you know that this person runs the inherent, I'm sorry, runs a big risk of coming out of this, not 100 percent, if not coming out of it at all, mm -hmm. that you, you have a duty to that person to deny them that. And yes, they can they, they can keep running the gauntlet and running around until they find somebody. But if you know this person, if you've given her the test prior to this prior to these procedures and you know that there's a significant risk that she may not come out of this right if at all, then you gotta fall back. So uh sir, were you born in communist China? 
because what you have just said is un-American. It is, it is un-American because a doctor is trying to make money. We here in the United States are about getting money. The capitalist money. society, Exactly. If this woman wait, has wait. the cash, she should be able to get it. If she's going to die, wait. she dies. Wait a minute. Two, two things. Number one, I wasn't born in communist China. I served 10 years in the Marine Corps, so that's, that addresses that. Number two, I... From what I do for a living, and I'll yes. tell you right now, I'm a mortician. You know how many people I've had to bury behind... Lucky? Excuse me? That sounds like a great job. We said lucky. How cool is that job, being a mortician? Do you like it? Actually, I do. I love my work very much, uh, uh, and that may be somewhat morbid. But at the end of the day, if I've done my job right, I send somebody home with a reasonable, not necessarily a good feeling... But a reasonably satisfaction, a reasonable satisfaction, rather, rather, out of tragedy, out of tragedy. So yes, I enjoy my job immensely. Nice. Morbid that may sound. Don't you think sometimes, like some people, could look at morticians and think, okay, these are just people who like to play with dolls and like to dress things up and put makeup on them. Yeah, that's a pretty that, that's a juvenile way of looking at it, but it's that's also not, a way of looking at it. That's not juvenile. I'm just I didn't say me. I'm just saying some people might say, "Dude, you like to play with dolls. They just happen to be humans." You're taking it personal. That wasn't directed at you yet. Again, I've I feel like every, I'm being accosted. I've, I've I've heard every conceivable joke known to man when it comes to funeral directors. You play with dead people and some things Who's that I'm joking? not. Huh? Who was joking? I just asked you if your buddies say, hey, dude, enough with the doll thing. It's not a real living. No, it's not a real living person. But when you get done with what you have to do at the end of the day, mm -hmm. you can send a person home who's having a really bad psychological problem on dealing with the death of a loved one because they died tragically or they suffered for a great period of time and they just didn't look like themselves. And then if you are confident of what you're doing and you have done a better than adequate, if not exemplary mm -hmm. job, that person can go home and sleep well by knowing that the last memory they have of their loved one is a good one, not a horrific now, one. Now, what, what is the oddest request you've had for someone to be buried? You know, like, the, people probably request that they be buried. Like, yeah, I've heard people request to be buried in, like, their favorite team jerseys. I want to be in a Mavericks jersey with my cat. Whether he's dead or alive, I'd like my cat in my coffin. What's now, have you ever had any kind of odd uh, requests over there? Uh, we've had not me personally. The mm -hmm. odd, nothing really outlandish, but I've heard of directors being uh, asking to bury someone. Case in point, and this is not too long ago. They wanted to know when they got when they died, could they be buried with a pound of herbs? I can't do that. Why not? Why couldn't you put it inside it, the body, it, crack the know, rib cage, and replace well, the liver? Well, with here's it. what's going on too. It, it's not like it's going to be used. Actually, yeah. you think the government would be into that? All right, bury it with this guy. No one's gonna. It, it'll get uh, some herb out of the uh, system uh, to be sold to kids. Now, when you did this and you buried him with the herb or the request, was this in the United States or in communist China? <laughs> you got jokes. You're funny. I like you. Hey, Jonathan. Um, hey, we appreciate the fun. Hey, you're the official mortician of the hideout. We actually had uh, some guys on a show we did in Michigan called the Grave Diggers. It was a yeah, they did a lot of the uh, the uh, burning. Yeah, they, they cremated them. Mm -hmm. so, I do that, too. I do, do that, too. Yes, I do. What's that smell like? And I'm being serious, just for a moment. Is there a smell or is the, is the uh, heat just too much? 
No, there's a definite smell, and and it's going to sound messed up, but it is true. At one stage or at some stage during the cremation process, yes, it does smell like barbecue. Does it? I'll, t- I'll tell you this. I would eat a human being. Have you ever looked at someone and thought, let me take it out early so that it's medium rare as opposed to all the way cooked and well done? You are friggin' hysterical. No, I've never, never, never so much as ever. Do you think it would be the mother load if you got, like, Kanye mom's, Kanye West mom, like, on your slab? Like, you just walk into work, you're like, oh, my God. That's, that's interesting. Have you ever had any uh, famous... Me, personally, I've never had to embalm anyone famous, but I've had colleagues, and I'm not going to use their names, and I'm not going to say who they were. But, uh, well, they then I have. don't believe you. <laughs> well, I, hey, you want to hear it? I'll tell you, but not on the air. All right, give me your personal phone number, because I like you, and I'd like to have a conversation with you off the air. Here's the thing. I only have a few black friends, and I'd like to have another one. Would you be that friend? He's black. Sure, sure. I'll right. let you be my neighbor. <laughs> Hey, Jonathan, thank you. From now on, when you call on the hideout, your hideout name is Chinese Mortician. So whenever you give us a call back, my man, that's what you call us as. Thank you for the phone call, bro. It's better than what name Dog would give you. Yeah, and that's the thing. <laughs> we appreciate it. He's so awful. All right. What? Let's do, the, uh, let's do Jesus in a Pancake. It is the Hideout Headlines, 106.7 WJFK, Hefe and Dubs. Here's a Hideout Download for you. Hideout Download. He's been seen on grilled cheese sandwiches in windows and clouds. Now there's been a holy sighting in a popular breakfast food. Take a look at the pancake Marilyn Smith made a couple of weeks ago. As she was sprinkling it with chocolate powder, the Port St. Lucie woman noticed two figures in the grill marks. To her and her daughter, they appear to be Jesus and Mary. I told you, so after Jesus is black because it only came across he, when it was the he, chocolate powder. He said, she said two figures. Dude, stop it. What? <laughs> Don't be racist. I'm not. You are. Uh, it's the chocolate powder, Jeebus, Jesus, Jeebus, is Jeebus. obviously black. You got more in the hideout download? Yep. Hideout download. For a few days, they decided to put it up for auction on eBay, oh of course. God. Starting bid was $35, and when the auction ended just before midnight last night, get this, the winning bid was $338. If you actually thought that this was Jesus, would you put it up for sale? And for one thing, I don't know if you've seen the pictures of this uh, this uh, Jesus pancake. looks nothing like Jesus. But enough people bought into it that she got all the way up to $338. On eBay for it. I can't believe that's all Jesus is worth. And the fact that if you think you have something Jesus, really Jesus, and you throw it up on eBay, if there is such a thing as a heaven or a hell, you got an automatic ticket to hell. That is a guaranteed ticket to Hades or whatever you want to call it if you're throwing your Jesus pancake up on eBay. Well, here's the problem. Jesus is in the breakfast game now, so Kellogg, uh, all these all these breakfast food companies have to watch out because he's coming in pancakes, and you know what's next is the Pontius Pop-Tarts and uh, also the Crucifixion Corn Flakes. Uh, both of those together are going to come out and uh, try to wipe out the, uh, the Battle Creek uh, empire that's been built. Do you notice that anything in the United States is for sale? Anything. 
now if it's so precious and it's Jesus and we're going to put it up on eBay, prime real estate is my baby sphincter. Anything. If I could get two, if someone come to you, came to you and said, hey, look, I'll give you $2 million for your baby's behind. And I'm thinking about putting some land on it. Just whatever. Putting a building something on it. And you and you said to your friends, hey, someone just offered me $2 million for my baby. Not to take him, but just for his space. Uh, they would say, you got to take it. Yeah. This, this, I'd call Dave Ramsey about it and uh, <laughs> get some of his financial advice. I'm sure he'd say, you got to do it. You can't take uh, turn down $2 million. So 800-636-1067. I just love... Too, like I'm sure whoever saw Jesus immediately, like with those Oscar De La Hoya pictures, uh, cha-ching, because there are going to be some rubes somewhere online. What are you going to do with this pancake? How are you going to ship it? Are you going to put it in a frame? Are you going to throw it up well, on your they, wall? They kept it for three days before they put it up on eBay. So they put it up for three days, then they put it up on eBay. And so it probably doesn't get shipped out for a full week till after it was cooked. Is some Latin family going to buy it and put it next to those little Jesus candles? You know, <laughs> Like on a, on, a, on a plate a holder right there with uh, the rest of that crap? Just like in... Uh, Sit it right there on the dashboard. <laughs> it's going to be on the dashboard. I'd use it as a mouse pad. That's what I would do with the pancake. Jesus, my Jesus pancake. I want to show you this. It's my new mouse pad. More pain at the pump ahead. Report says top forecaster expects gas prices to rise another 20 cents a gallon by December. Uh, crude prices approaching the $100 uh, a barrel mark. I believe we had surpassed that, too. But at the pump, gas prices rose slightly to a national average of 310 a gallon for regular unleaded, according to AAA. Last year at this time, it was 222 222 a gallon. Uh, for for gas. Doesn't this seem like the good old days? And we're just talking last year. Yeah. I can't remember the days. It was under two fifty. Now it almost seems like that was more than a year ago. Yeah, it seems like a long time ago. I can't even remember. Like, yeah, I, I remember the two ninety days, but the, the two fifty and the two twenty five. That was a week ago. That's the reason. <laughs> that, yeah, but, but that 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 lasted for a while. Two eighty, two ninety was for a pretty long time. I can't remember. Really, like the last time I paid like two twenty five for gas. It is the Hideout one hundred six point seven WJFK FN Dubs live in the Hideout headlines. Uh, you know we talk a good game in this country. Well, I we said, well, if whatever hits three dollars, I'm not, I'm not buying anymore. Mm. You know, I'm going to start walking to work. Oh yeah, I, everybody was saying that three dollars is my limit. What, what is your personal tipping point? Like realistically, how much is it going to have to cost in your con- kid touching conversion van? For you not to be able to drive, and there isn't a price. I mean, I I I've already cut down driving anywhere else other than work, but I have to drive to work, and I, I and I'm doing a job right now that I like going to, so I, it's not going to change just because I'm paying a lot for gas. Who do you blame? Like in all this for the gas prices, do you blame the government? Do you blame oil companies? Do you blame automakers? Ultimately, it is the government's fault. They are supposed to protect us from this kind of thing. I, you can't blame a company for being a company. Could you imagine how, like, just think about it for a moment, that the man, the people that are in charge of our government are oil people. Mm-hmm. They and their buddies are making a killing, a killing off of all this. 
Now, maybe they're not getting it right now directly, but are you going to tell me when they leave office in the next A lot month, of them will probably be appointed to different, uh, different, you know, board of directors and all that kind of stuff, making good money. In the next 18 months, they are going to get paid. We have a couple of hideout downloads. Uh, from, I guess this is the president of Shell. The Shell president. The first one is how he got a death threat over the high gas prices. Hideout download. John Hoffmeister, the president of Shell Oil, joins us this morning. Thanks for being with us. Good morning, Karen. So, you know, you pretty brave that you decided to do this since, you know, you were heading out on tour. You didn't just get hate mail, but you actually received a death threat at one point. Well, you could call it that. It was a picture of me hanging from the high branch of a tall tree. That's not a death threat. That's just a... a it was com- Halloween. Yeah, it was a comedic uh, little thing for him. All right, let's, uh, let's do another one here. Hideout download. I've had that question as well across the country, and it's a legitimate and a fair question. The question being uh, why they won't lower uh, Their the, profits. the profit margin. I've had that question as well across the country, and it's a legitimate and a fair question. Uh, we do have a responsibility to our shareholders, and of course they like to see our profits go up uh, as time goes on. The reality is, what do we do with those profits? If we're just sitting on that money and doing nothing with it, that's wrong. What we're actually doing is putting as much of that money back into the ground, back into the business, but also into alternative fuels, because the alternatives are the future of the world, not in the next year or two, uh, but over the next 20, 30, 40 years, we've got to be spending money now on alternative fuels of the future. So a lot of our profit is going back into that, even while we have to invest in very expensive projects in the Gulf of Mexico, off of Alaska, or, or off the coast of Alaska, or, or other big projects around the world. I love how the whole thing where we all started going wrong is the duty to the shareholders. That right there is what's going to bring this country down. I am not even thinking about gas companies anymore. It, when I, I, uh, I heard on the Dave Ramsey show, I'll give him a plug for this, how much money that the, uh, the credit card companies make. And if you put the credit card companies' profit margin up against the gas companies' profit margin, there's not even a... Uh, Just off of interest rates and interest late rates, fees. Yeah, late fees, all that kind of stuff. There's not even a, sh- like a shadow of a doubt who's making more money. And then you think, too, that a lot of people put their gas on credit cards. They put everything on credit cards now. There's not one... And even if it's a debit card, they're getting a little slice of that pie. If, if you're a debit card has a uh, little Visa logo, they get so much money off of each transaction. That is amazing. By the way, I just looked this up. In March of 2000, mm-hmm. right after Bush took over, price of gas was a buck fifty to a gallon. It has doubled during the Bush presidency. This man is taking us to the cleaners in so many different ways. It took people decades to get over Jimmy Carter's crazy gas flubs that he had. And for some reason, no one was even pissed off at George W. Bush during all of this. And he's in office right now. Yeah. No I mean, one cares. I, yeah. And, and still, we're distracted people, by bonds. We're distracted by De La Hoya. We're distracted by Kanye's mom. Still, people look at Jimmy Carter like, oh, what a douchebag. Right. But uh, for some reason, uh, George W. Bush, scot free. Well, on the bright side, though, if Kerry had gotten elected, the price of ketchup would have skyrocketed. Yeah, that would have been terrible. And that would have been awful news We'd for have dry burgers could, everywhere. Could you imagine how pissed off people would be if they had gotten into office and all of a sudden the price of Heinz was like 12 bucks? Yeah, they, they would yell them for abusing this position. But yet, here the president gets off scot-free when he's doubled the price of gas per gallon. 800-636-1067. Dubs, we got a game show if people would like to call in and play the game show. All right? 
That's kind of risky because we're here in a new time slot, so how many people will even know about us? But the game show is called Guess the Race. Mm-hmm. All right? So let's give out – we'll give out the first one. And if you and basically, we're going to read off a news story, and you will guess which race committed uh, – well, not even committed this crime, but which race – Is a part of the story. Is a part of this story. 800-636-1067-202. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the 202 yeah. lines don't work. All right, I got one, Dubs, and then we'll go to break here. Man charged with raping daughters, accused of using shock collar to enforce obedience. Guess the race. 800-636-1067. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll tell you who did that, what race. Uh, If you can guess it, you can win a prize out of the WJFK prize closet. 800-636-1067. It's the Hideout FN Dubs live on 106.7 WJFK. Before you guys rip on me 13 or 14 more times, I'm out of here. You're in the hideout. Yeah. The hideout with El Jefe and J Dubs. Just two men sharing the night. It might seem wrong, but it's just right. It's just two men sharing each other. It's just two men like loving brothers. One is screaming, he's so happy. The other screaming, a passionate shout. It's the night, man. The feeling's so wrong and right, man. Learn more at hideoutradio.com. The Hideout. Back in the Hideout, baby. 106.7 WJFK, and Dubs. We are back, and we are live in Washington, D.C., and we're giving out prizes. Guess the race game show. Hit us up, 800-636-1067. And that's it, 800-636-1067, uh, hideoutradio.com. Radio careers, we've always had at least two numbers yeah. to give out. So I, I always say the first one, like, ready to say another one. In the but, pattern yeah. of doing another. Uh, and uh, if you want to hit us up on the AOL Instant Messenger, the name on there is Hideout Radio. Everything's Hideout Radio. Mm-hmm. AOL Instant Messenger. Hideoutradio.com is the website. MySpace.com slash Hideoutradio. Or MySpace.com slash JDubs517. All right, you give that out. Uh, normally, you give that out so you can meet chicks. Mm-hmm. Ain't going to matter because we're uh, not in D.C. right now. Yeah, we're in the land of Dugans. Uh, <laughs> Tampa. But nonetheless, we are doing the show live from you, D.C. For those of you just now tuning in, we used to do the show, The Hideout, on WJFK. Uh, back in 2000, from 2003, 2005, mm-hmm. uh, did uh, Saturday nights, did late nights, helped out with the Ron and Fez show when they were here, helped out with the Donna Mike show, helped out with everybody. But it's good to be back on the mighty WJFK. Got a strong lineup, station's doing well, and we're glad that we uh, can be of service. One of the very few FM talk formats that's uh, surviving out there. Speaking of inside the business stuff, DCRTV.com, Dave is going to join us. Uh, for our post-show podcast. Yeah, so make sure you download that. Hideoutradio.com. All right, Dubs, time for a game show. We were told we could have some prizes to give away, so Mm -hmm. I'm not sure what it is, but you're going to get something if you get it correct out of the WJFK prize closet. So uh, 800-636-1067. Guess the race game show, J-Dubs. Yes. Is the name of this. And a comedian buddy of ours, Pedro, who, by the way, we're very excited about... He is going out to L.A., being flown out by NBC to uh, to do a stand-up and like audition for all sorts of stuff. Yeah, out he's uh, going to be in front of a bunch of uh, industry people uh, and uh, doing a stand-up out there. They're flying him out uh, right in the morning, and he gets to L.A. at like 6 p.m. Right, and 
He has to perform at 8 p.m. From so, Florida to California and then perform immediately. Yep, so he's getting that kind of treatment, but I'm, I'm sure he'll do well. Yeah, I'm very excited. But anyway, the reason that made us think of this bit is that he has a, a bit in his comedy show that talks about whenever you hear a headline in the news... He closes his eyes real quick and guesses the race. Yeah, and guess the race. And this is actually something that's kind of fun for you to do at home. And as Dubs and I are preparing for the show, we play this game where I throw out a headline like the one we're about to do. Man charged with raping daughters accused of using shock collar to enforce obedience. So that is the one up right now. Uh, we have a few questions, so everybody on hold, stay there. If we don't get to you immediately, uh, we'll go on to the next one. Guess the race, J-Dubs. Let me tell you the story really fast. A father is accused of raping his two teenage daughters and using electric dog collars to establish dominance over them, according to authorities on Tuesday. Charges against the 37-year-old man and his 35-year-old wife referred to a grand jury. The man is charged with aggravated child abuse and two counts of rape. His wife, who prosecutors say knew about the use of the dog collars but not the sexual assaults, is charged with aggravated abuse and failure to report child abuse. Listen, rape is wrong. There's no way that it's right. Mm -hmm. But I don't know that dog collars are wrong, even on your 15-year-old children. Did you get this headline from Park? I believe so. You got this yeah, headline. Yeah, and uh, next to the uh, headline on FARC, it said, usually uh, usually something that's uh, kept for radio interns. And we've had a uh, 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 guy from FARC, um, what's his name? Uh, Drew Curtis. Drew Curtis from FARC on our show a few times, and he's seen the photos of... Because uh, we actually used... That's funny, I didn't see that. Yeah. We've done that. Where the we, Chunks, our old uh, producer slash intern for a while. Yeah, we would put a dog collar on him actually when we were on JFK late nights, and whenever he did something wrong, we used to shock him. That's funny, I didn't even realize that. Mm-hmm. All right, Dubs, let's guess the race. Let's go to line two and Nate. Nate, guess the race. Man charged with raping daughters accused of using shock collar to enforce obedience. Nate, guess the race. Has to be a white guy. Congratulations, you're a winner. What made you think white dude? I tell you, dude, uh, years ago I was a social worker, and it was a mixed-race neighborhood. The only times we dealt with weird, crazy child abuse issues, it was always the white guys. I don't know why. Yeah, white guys, there's something very repressed in us, kind of like the Asian culture. Oh, that's so amazing, because you guys are so repressed in society. No, like, no, we keep a lot of our sexual demons repressed. I'm not oh, saying okay. that we're repressed. Right. There's something, yeah, very sexual repressed in us that we... For some reason, when we get freaky, we get real freaky. What was the silliest thing you ever saw, Nate? You know, it, it was I mean, it was just minor stuff. And so, work, you know, working in this community center, kids would come in, but it was always the quiet girl or the kid with the bruises. It was always the kid with the white parents, which just it just was an amazing pattern that always I've, came out. I've always and said, being El Jefe, that white folks are crazier than anybody else. You put me in the middle, like southeast or a ghetto or you put me in West Virginia, I'd rather be in the ghetto. Because black people may kill you, but white people will rape you, eat you, and kill you. Like, they'll do all three. They'll run mm-hmm. a trifecta on you. All right, Nate, thank you for the phone call, my man. Congratulations. You are a winner. It's that easy, Dubs. That's how Guess the Race works. Let's go to line three in Jamil. Jamil, you there? Yep. All right, buddy, here we go. Guess the Race. I'll read off the story to you, then you guess, okay? All right. Woman charged with animal cruelty. Investigators say a woman starved a dog and tried to bury it in her backyard. The lab child mix weighed 30 pounds, half of what it should have weighed. Animal control officers said two of her dogs were taken from her in 2004 
because she had them running loose. Guess the race. Gonna have to say black. Congratulations, you are a winner. What made you think black, bro? Well, when I think dog negligence. <laughs> so awful. <laughs> All right. You know, I'm because not... of Michael Vick. Well, but... Not even. No. No, yeah, that, that, when I walk... Of... Yeah, well, black people, you know, not taking care of dogs. That goes back to the, like the twenties. Well, black people generally don't like dogs. Whenever I'm walking my dog, white people walk right up to her and pet her. Black people are like, she doesn't bite, does she? She doesn't bite. So, like, there, there's something. Well, think very... of the history of this country. Unit, son. Yeah, think of the history of this country in the South, where you know dogs were unleashed on black people. Of course, you wouldn't trust them. It's just like you wouldn't trust the police. It's the <laughs> same thing. Hey, thanks, Jamil. You're a winner. Hold on, my man. It's Guess the Race. It is the Hideout 106.7 WJFK. You can play this at home. And again, yeah. I hope, I'm sure Pedro's going to do this bit when he's out in L.A. doing mm-hmm. the audition for NBC because it's brilliant. And we spun off a great game show for it. Okay, Dubs, let's go to David on line four. You're in the Hideout on JFK. You ready, David? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, brother. Here we go. All right. Um, let me see here. Let me get a good one for you. One second. All right, here we go. Um, okay. Who grabbed the junk? The Lambo creep. Manhunt for Im- infamous Packer Perv. Uh, there's a manhunt going on in Wisconsin uh, for the guy who grabbed Packers wide receiver Ravel Martin's junk at Sunday's game against the Vikings. I guess he jumped he into... He did the Lambo leap and uh, when he was doing it. And there's pictures online if you can find it. I think it's uh, uh, Brooks by Sports or something like that. that uh, or Sports by Brooks. Right. Um if you go to his website, he has a picture of uh, the guy doing the Lambo leap, jumping up there, and someone has just a handful of this wide receiver. <laughs> so uh, they've been uh, a radio show out there has been doing the search for this guy. All right, so guess the race was uh, what was the race of the person that grabbed the junk? I'm going to say uh, white. You're a Again, winner. another sexual deviant grabbing <laughs> junk. You're a winner, brother. What made you think white? Well, I, only white people are in Wisconsin, aren't they? <laughs> That's, <true. laughs> That's a great point. Unless you're Donald Driver, you're their wide receiver for the uh, for the Packers. Hold there on, my go. man. Uh, hang tight on that one. All right, Dubs. That's actually uh, it's a pretty funny observation. But, it, like, who is there at the game? Who thinks in the middle of the Lambo leap what I'm going to do is see if I can grab some sack? You know, it just doesn't seem... Uh, he, he sees all the guys out there getting sacks, so he figures, you know what, I need to get some too, and that's the only kind he can get. And imagine, like, they need to find this guy. And I know this radio show is looking for him, whoever it is, but we need his name, we need to find out who he is, so that forever he is known as the dude that grabs junk at football games. And uh, they actually uh, interviewed one of the guys, uh, one of the... Um, the uh, Packers about this, and he's like, it was the talk of our locker room. It's just so messed up. <laughs> Everyone's just uh, giving them hell, I'm sure. Yeah. All right, it is Guess the Race. It is Hefe and Dubs. It is 106.7 WJFK. Let's go to, let me see, who. how about Kevin on line five? Is Kevin still there? Hey, Kevin. Hey, how you doing? All right, buddy, here we go. Guess the Race. All I'll right. read it to you, and then I'll ask you again. Hi, right, dude. 70-year-old grandmother with no criminal record except a minor alcohol citation was arrested when they found her perched atop a stash of crack cocaine, which was stored under her couch. Cops also found weed, guns, and $2,200 in cash. Grandma says the drugs are not hers and that she's had a problem for years with drug dealers using her yard as a base of operations. Guess the race. 
Uh, I'm going to have to say black. Dude, you're so racist. And correct. And, and right. Correct. Congratulations. Hold on, man. All right, man. Uh, we'll get all your yeah, information. I think we know why he uh, chose that one, so we don't need to go into it. Right, so Granny that. is a crack dealer. Well, here's one thing. Have you ever tried to walk across a old woman, let alone an old black woman's yard? They come out and shout at you, so I don't. I don't think that you know she's let some uh, rogue drug dealers go by free uh, dealing drugs in her yard. I think she's definitely has something to do with this. The most disturbing thing about this is that she uses Life Alert as her beeper. <laughs> how it's, she... it's not I'm falling, I can't get up. It's hey, I need another dime sack. Yeah, she hides all the uh, weed in her Metamucil, and uh, she pays her suppliers with a series of. $12.50 checks. It's a happy birthday at the bottom. Congratulations. Uh, all right, my man, you were a winner there. Let me see. Let's go to... Let's go with the cat door. All right. That, we ought to wrap it up with that one. We'll wrap okay. it up here. Let's go to line six and Mark. Mark, you there, my man? Yep. All right, here we go. Dubs, I'm going to read it because the, the, you have the, you have a hideout download for it. Yes, I do. And Does it, it, it give I, away I, any hits? Nope. All right. Let me right. have, let me do this, Mark. Uh, listen to this hideout download, then I'll ask you afterwards. And uh, yeah, and there's a 911 call here as well. So so you'll you'll guess the race after we play the uh, audio of the news story. Hideout download. A 32 year old man who died when he got stuck in a cat door. <laughs> Deputies have now released a 911 call, and we want to warn you in advance: you may find this call disturbing. <laughs> Police say Charles Tucker was trying to use this cat door to get into his girlfriend's St. Augustine home after she had kicked him out. The woman called for help when she found him stuck. We first brought you the details yesterday of the de uh, involving the death of that 32-year-old man who was found dead trying to get into his girlfriend's home. And as you said, for the first time tonight, we're hearing the dramatic 911 call. And as you said, they are disturbing. This is a woman who has just discovered her boyfriend's dead body. The frantic call came from this home early Saturday morning about a man stuck in this door inside the cat door. The woman calling 911 was his girlfriend. Dispatcher Tucker wasn't moving. He was cold to the touch, and his lips were blue. She also Sounds didn't like know how long he had been there. She told him to leave several hours earlier, then woke up and made this startling discovery at the side door. On rescue crews arrived on the scene. They did manage to get him out of the door, but he was dead there on the scene. Now, police, though they don't want to speculate, say it appears because of the position of his body, Mr. Tucker's body, that he simply strangled to death, but they are waiting for the autopsy report to make a final decision. We're live in St. John's County. Dan Levitin, Channel 4, the local station. Okay, did the cat get to go to the restroom? They didn't no. say anything about no, the that. Cat, the cat was uh, stuck inside, which is the real tragedy I of the story. I have cats, and I know they don't like to hold it. No. So uh, I wish they would do a follow-up. All right, guess the race, my man. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, I'm going to go white. Congratulations. You're going to do Hold on. What made you think white? Uh, I was just thinking about uh, dubs back home in uh, Michigan. So. <laughs> All right. 
Do you I know Dubs? Yeah, are you kidding me? I'm a big fan of the show, guys. Oh, cool. Well, right on. Well, thank you, my man. Hold on, all right? All right. All right, hold on there. Yeah, they, I mean... If, and if you saw the story on this, if you go online and search it out, uh, the guy was a dirt stash, too. He, he looked like the type that would, you know, um, be, be sitting on a 10-speed outside of a 7-Eleven. You know, he, he was just that kind of dude. And I guess him and his girlfriend had a fight, and he wanted to get back into her place, so he tried to go through the cat door and strangle himself. I was going to think Asian, like he was a ninja or something, you know what I mean? That's uh, and, and you know, the cats, too. You know, that, that all goes together. Well, there it is. Guess the race. I Fun love game. It. Yeah, because it's so true. Whenever you close your eyes mm. and you hear a story, and this is something, too, like, as a minority, when I hear something that, like, crazy happens, I always think to myself, Please not let it be a minority. Let's. Ma- I don't want it to be a minority because we already have so many strikes against us. I need this to be a white person. And then they pop it up or they say like Jamal, and I'm like, oh man, oh, Come on, that's, Jamal. that's just gonna, that's just another way that uh, white Come on, people. Quincy. <laughs> Let's stop this. Lakeisha, please, did you have to? You know. Uh, Pedro, did you have to? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So anyway, it's one of those very disturbing and sad things. All right, Dubs, we'll take a break and come back. Uh, very much fun. We're rolling until 9 o'clock. I believe the tasting room is then on. Ooh. And then we'll be recording, uh, re- recording our post-show podcast, which is available on hideoutradio.com. And for those of you listening back to this on the podcast, uh, a regular podcast mm-hmm. that I believe will be available on WJFK.com and our avid fans of ours that listen from all over the nation because we got a pretty strong following. Uh, sorry, the Internet stream wasn't working tonight. I'm getting a lot of IMs oh, really? from people that the Internet streaming on WJFK.com is not working for them. But nonetheless, at least you get the podcast and you're not missing out on all the fun. We'll take a break. We'll come back, J-Dubs, with a special guest. Have you heard about what's going on with Bill O'Reilly? Yes, I have. And the fights that we have a we have a few reasons to hate Bill O'Reilly. And now that he's no longer a part of this station, and he is someone else's burden in town, mm-hmm. we can freely talk about this. There has been a controversy between uh, Papa Bear O'Reilly and a blogger, Mike Stark. Yeah, we got Mike Stark. And we're going to play you a little bit of his video and what he's done and how he is just screwing with Bill O. (laughs) And it's going to be a blast. If you hate Bill O'Reilly or you hate right-wing radio, here is a guy with some sack who is going to inspire you maybe in certain ways. I'm stoked about having the guy on. Now, after all this buildup, I hope he's going to be available next segment. But uh, he should be. So we'll take a break and come back. More of The Hideout with us, Hefe and Dubs, next on 106.7 WJFK. The Hideout with El Hefe and J-Dubs. Hideout, yeah. Good evening, godless sodomite. The Hideout. We will destroy this place. Back in The Hideout, 106.7 WJFK, hour three. Hour one, eh. Technical issues. Yeah. Hour two strong, and I'm excited about hour three. Hour four, we record off the air in our Hideout Post Show podcast, which is available through hideoutradio.com. Get an interview, dcrtv.com. Dave has the local media blog. Yeah, it's always a fun guy to talk to. And so those of you in the media, 
excited to have the hideout back in D.C. Uh, and ever wonder what Dave sounds like? Uh, fruity. I'll just say this. But whatever. He's a good guy. He's we a great guy. We don't judge. We don't care. Whatever. We're all inclusive in the hideout. Now be yourself. All right, Dubs. I'm excited about this. We're done with the headlines. We're done with the sports quick hitters. We've played the game show Guess the Race. Now we have the opportunity to talk to what I'm going to consider an American hero. <laughs> um, I guess, should we set it up first, or do we just talk to him and let him tell the story? This was, let me tell you really quickly. Dubs and I, not real big fans of uh, Bill O'Reilly. Not at all. For a number of reasons. One of the main reasons was right here on WJFK up until, what, like six months ago? Yeah, he was on here. He was on the station, and he was what you would call a radio roadblock. Radio roadblock. And a radio bully. Yeah. I mean, he would bully around a lot. Like, he bullied his way onto the station. He got reassigned to a different uh, time, time slot. slot. Our he, old one. Yep, and he got bullied. He bullied himself back into middays. And yeah, so if, if if you think anything, it's, you know, Bill a bully, mm-hmm. I guess, if you wanted to call him. So I didn't like him for the plain and simple fact that I thought he ruined the radio station middays. Well, yeah, it, it, there's a whole flow of uh, mail talk going on Comedy in the station. Comedy-oriented. Yeah. yeah, and, uh, you know... Some people find O'Reilly funny. I don't, not very many. Well, I think he's running a bit, and that's what I want to talk to our guest about. Because I, him, Limbaugh, Savage, any of these right-wing radio guys, I think they're running a bit. I don't. I can't honestly believe that they believe what it is they're saying. You know what I mean? Like it's so easy just to get on. To me, they're shock jocks. We get labeled as yeah. shock jocks, but whenever you listen to them, you're thinking they're shocking and jocking, mm-hmm. and I don't buy it. So let's go ahead and bring Mike on. Mike Stark from the website CallingAllWingNuts.com. Mike, you there? Yeah, I'm with you. How are you guys? I'm good, man. Hey, thanks for joining us on a Saturday night, my man. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I We saw this news story of what's going on between you and Bill O, and we had to have you on to praise you. Because I'm not kidding you, man. I think it's awesome. Because we'll be honest. I mean, Dubs and I, we we lean left. You know, we're, I mean, I guess I mean we lean left more than anything else. Um, you know, and being on the radio a lot of times too. There, unless it's an FM talk show or a rock morning show, it's all these right wing AM talk shows. And we're gonna get to your website in a second, callingonwingnuts.com. But first, talk about why you were in the news this past week with Bill O'Reilly. Man, there's there's a long history there, but uh, you know the most recent history is over the summertime. I uh, visited his house after he decided that uh, you know these ambush interviews at people's mm-hmm. homes were a kosher thing to do. I decided that uh, you know if he could do it to other people, he could just as easily have it done to him. So so I went out to his house, but I kind of upped the ante a little bit. I, I don't know if you folks know about the sexual harassment lawsuit that was filed. Of course, against. with the falafel. Yeah, and you explain that really quickly. What happened with because we know about it, but I don't know that every Everyone knows about Bill O'Reilly and this sexual harassment lawsuit. Yeah, he used to uh, sit up late at night touching himself, and he'd call this young producer that worked for him and, uh, you know, do that sick thing into the phone. And when he got all done, he, he, he she, she said, Bill, you got to stop this. It's not welcome, da 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 Now, is and, this alleged or is this actual court fact? Well, uh, you know, it's it, it's both. I mean, it was put in a pleading. It, all right, so we'll say a, he allegedly touched himself to this. It never went to trial because it was settled. But if a lawyer puts something in a pleading and tells the judge that it happened, you know, he's on the hook for perjury if it didn't happen. So, right, gotcha. 
So, I mean, it's, it's a pretty strong case there. All right, so, now, um, go ahead, my man. And also, man, I've been running all all over God's green earth telling people that he's done this. And uh, if he hadn't done it, he could sue me for defamation. He doesn't want to talk about this thing at all. So Right. All right, so now I, let's... Uh, let's you know, now, what you did when you uh, went to his house was you uh, you uh, put together a little care package. Yeah. yeah, yeah, these these core filings. I mean, the stuff in there is just absolutely salacious. I mean, it's it makes it puts desperate housewives to shame what what he was doing to this girl. And uh, you, you know, I, I put all these pleadings in like thirty envelopes and gave them to thirty of the neighbors. He put them on their car windshields and porch steps and whatnot. And then I printed up a bunch of signs too, painted a bunch of signs. Yeah. All right, uh, now, what, now here's the, here's the thing. While we got you on real fast, by the way, we're talking to Mike Stark, calling on wingnuts dot com. He's uh. Him and Keith Oberman battling Bill O'Reilly, and we'd like to get in on it, too. Now, we pulled the video. We saw this video on Google of you putting together all these packages and I stuff. I believe it's falafel-bill.mov. Um, yeah, that's the one. All right, we're going to play We're gonna play this for people that haven't heard it. We encourage them to go Google it. So hold on for a second while we play this hideout download of Mike Stark. Uh, and his uh, his trip to Bill O'Reilly's house. Hideout download. Hi, my name's Mike Stark. I'm a political activist. I'm a blogger. And I'm going to tell you a story about Bill O'Reilly, the yearly ghost convention, and the Netroots. Get blue and the radical left. That is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. As is our policy, we contacted JetBlue last week to ask why. Why would it sponsor a hateful website? Had no answer. So we sent Factor producer Jesse Waters out to see JetBlue CEO David Barker. Hey, Mr. Barger, Jesse Waters with Fox News. How are you? Right, hold on. He Fox. sounds like he's uh, reporting for his uh, high school newspaper. Yeah, he sounds like he's about to say, <laughs> boom goes the dynamite. He's just this young kid that they throw a, a big suit on that he's too small for and a microphone, and he's bothering the JetBlue dude outside of his Manhattan house. Uh, apartment, yeah. Yeah, apartment. All right, here we go. Hideout download. Good morning. Good morning. You mind if we ask you a few questions? But don't you think your sponsorship is kind of a tacit endorsement of this kind of thinking? I think just the ability to leave my apartment and, and, and do that freely and go to work is really what I'm trying to do. You know, when I saw this, when I saw Bill actually send a camera crew this out to a subject song, I was a little bit surprised, but I, I really wasn't startled. And that's because he once threatened to come to my home. If you want true no-spin facts about this uh, case, you can't do better than MediaMatters.com. That ninety percent of the callers are good, and then you get nuts. And we no. should go to their house. We should all go because I can get their addresses when they call in. We can trace them. All right, so now stop it there. Stop it there. We've worked in radio for a long time. Ten years. Yeah. If you are, you know, uh, taking calls as frequently as a show like Bill O'Reilly does, he sits there and pounds his chest and then uh, takes a bunch of calls that pound his chest with him. And, yeah, you can, I guess you can really track down these people if you try hard enough. Yeah, if you do a caller ID and a reverse search, maybe. Yeah, but we sit here and we have taken our fair share of hate calls. Who would take the time to look up people's address? Well, we had someone that worked for our show that did that, and they probably got fired. Yeah. So you can't do that. Mike uh, from CallingAllWingNuts.com, uh, did you ever fear of him coming to your house and messing with you? No, no I've never feared it. But uh, I, I, I can tell you, I didn't include in that video the uh, next step in this, in which he actually did do that. He got the caller ID, and he uh, had Fox Security call people that called into his place. See, what had happened was... I remember this story. This yeah, was it, was guy, it was a guy in Orlando, yeah, I thought, me. too. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I organized people through uh, calling on windows. I organized <laughs> like uh, thirty people to call into the show and tell them how much they like to keep Olbermann. So, right, that's and, awesome. And, and you know, after like the twentieth person got through on a Thursday afternoon, he went nuts and said, "You know, you're going to be getting a visit from the, your local authorities. You're going to be in trouble." <laughs> you know, right. I mean, he used to be a teacher. I, I guess he taught junior high, and he just never mm. actually grew out of that mentality because I, right. I mean, that's exactly how he treated the whole thing. And Fox News actually did call some people back and uh, you know try to intimidate him a little bit. Now he got involved, and uh, we showed him to be the paper tiger that everyone knew they were. And, uh, you know, Bill, uh, what do you call it? Keith Olbermann did a piece on his show. Yeah. It's, every time Fox or Bill O'Reilly or any of these people try to, uh, you know, escalate, it, it ends up haunting them because they were wrong in the first place, and then they're only more wrong when they escalate it. You, this, you know what I mean? So, and, so it's really amusing to me. I mean, I, no, I've never feared. And this really helped out. This really helped out Keith Olbermann too, uh, because he, he was fairly new to this whole. Well, he'd been uh, in it for a while, but yeah. you know he'd been struggling. And then once he started going after Bill, the show took off. We're fans of Countdown. I watched probably about four episodes of it on DVR this morning. So I'm loving Olbermann and what he does. The other funny thing about this too is being in radio, you do get those calls of like normally we would hate you, uh, we would hate you, Mike. <laughs> but it's great because you're doing it to O'Reilly and all these right-wing, you know, wing nuts, like you call them. Let's, we're going to continue uh, with more of the hideout download of your video, and we'll talk a little bit more with you, too. Mike Stark from callingallwingnuts.com, the uh, blogger-slash-activist who's getting into it and really getting under Bill O'Reilly's skin. And you're going to hear, too, when he goes to, uh, to Bill O's home. By the way, we edited this just a little bit, cutting out, you know, the non-audio parts because it is a video. Hideout download. And we should all go over and surprise him. So Falafel Bill has decided that he can provide accountability moments by confronting people at their homes. I don't necessarily disagree. My name is Mike Stark. I'm trying to reach Fox News and Bill O'Reilly in particular. I have some questions regarding... Uh, you know, Bill O'Reilly sponsors and how happy they are to be sponsoring a person who's been accused of sexual harassment with a with, with falafel. He talks about rubbing her up and down with falafel in the shower. And I did a little experiment. I brought falafel into my shower and just rubbed it on my Well, it fell apart. So, so I'm curious, Bill, if Bill has any, uh, you know, secrets. Is, is there a way to use falafel in the shower that, that keeps it from falling apart? I wonder if your neighbors heard about this Andrea Mackers thing. I wonder if your neighbors with daughters would be concerned that they've got a pervert living in their neighborhood. And this, it goes to the montage of you taking around all of the uh, the things that you put together. Is that the end of what we have, Dubs? No, we got a little bit more. We got him walking up to uh, Bill O's home, which I'll give it to uh, O'Reilly. It is a fairly modest home for how much money he does rake in. Right. It doesn't look like it would be Bill O'Reilly's house. The great uh, hold on, guys. You, What's you that? Sit, uh, I guess I didn't make the video uh, expansive enough. It's waterfront. And, uh, oh, it, wow. Yeah, it's a nice long dock. Okay, because nice I, I could only see really the... Uh, the um, the front, but it looked like, you know, the beaver, leave it to beaver's house. Yeah, because uh, it was uh, a lot of it was covered by bushes and stuff from what the video showed. What I love about it, and you got to find this video online, is just Google, I'm sure, Mike's. Stark and Google, and you'll be able to find the video, 
is Billow walks out in his red shorts and his lounging T-shirt with his flip-flops. And Red head, no makeup. I mean, yeah. I don't know how his wife wakes up to that every yeah, morning. It's, he's it's just blotchy. Yeah, it's just, all right, here we go. But here's, I guess, you confronting him, uh, just talking to him. Hideout Download. Bill O'Reilly's home. Mr. O'Reilly. This is your accountability moment, sir. I was wondering if you could take a walk with me. He's just looking at him. Just wanted to walk through your neighborhood. My name's Mike Stark. I'm with Calling All Wing Nuts. On my property. <laughs> you can ask me to leave, and I would happily leave. Take Grandpa. Mr. O'Reilly? How'd you keep the falafel together in the shower? <laughs> Do you have any female producers? You should stop lying about bloggers, Mr. O'Reilly. You should stop lying about the yearly coast. That's it there, isn't it? Yep, so that's it. And uh, what's funny is how O'Reilly says he takes on all comers. Yeah, he he will, uh, you know, he'll take you, he'll bat you around. Like, That's uh, why I'm telling you he's running a bit. Yeah, he cannot be believe he, what he's saying. He wasn't prepared for this uh, ambush, so he had nothing to say but run my property. Yeah, Mike, you're, you're let me, an ass, let me, and I love it. Congratulations. Let me push that out a little for you, because yeah. uh, first of all, I thought he was going to end up walking through the neighborhood with me, and it was great, because I had all these signs up and down the street saying Bill <laughs> O'Reilly pervert, and Bill O'Reilly can't be trusted with your daughters, and all that. So so I thought he was going to see the mattress as your cash was right across the street from his house. I thought he was going to see all this. He ends up walking down to the end of the driveway. He bends over and picks up his newspaper, and it's the New York Times, the paper he bashes on pretty much a daily basis. He subscribes right. to and gets out of his house. The, the other thing you need to know about this, which is kind of a funny side light to this, um, I got a uh, second place in uh, Olbermann's Worst Person in the World uh, bit the uh, day after right. I did this. Right. Well, you know, why, would you, was, why would you get second place in I, Worst Person? Well, because, you know, the way Olbermann put it was, uh, you know, there are things good guys just don't do. Leave them alone in private. Leave them alone in their home. But uh, the guy that got third place was Russ Limbaugh, and I've got a history with Russ, too. And uh, first place, worst person in the world, Bill no. O'Reilly. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so, all right, we're talking, let me reset who we're talking to. It's the Hideout 106.7 WJFK. We're talking to Mike Stark. Uh, Mike Stark, callingallwingnuts.com. And his uh, his website's pretty cool. There's like a whole section on how to get through on these uh, right-wing talk stations or anything. And uh, the the uh, guide you put together is pretty dead on. Us working in radio, we've worked behind the scenes, uh, phone screen and everything. Basically, you can say whatever, and they'll put you up. And then, you know, especially like a, a local show, they'll throw you up and you'll be on mm-hmm. fairly soon. Yeah, no, it's and we, you know we have an association with our buddies Ron and Fez, and also the Opie and Anthony show, who have their hardcore fans called the Pests, who do something very similar to what you do, but to other morning shows, and it's great the uh, the callingallwingnuts.com because it is it is a not one stop shop for how to screw with a radio show. Now the reason you made the news this week 
Bill O's trying to get you kicked out of law school? Is that what's happening? Wow, we didn't even get to that, did we? Uh, no. Yeah, uh, what ended up happening long. was right after this, uh, you know, he's right back on the air saying, uh, you know, I'm not going to take it from these liberals anymore. I'm not going to take it from the secular progressives. When they step out of line, we're going to their house. We're going to where they live. We're not going to take it. So, uh, you know, I called up his radio show, and now because they got the caller ID, they always know it's me, and they don't put me on the air anymore. But I got through to the producer, and I said, you guys are still going to the house? Well, first of all, A, I want my signs back, so can, can <laughs> I'd really like to get those back. Let me know how I can do that. And B, you know, I've got his address. I've got O'Reilly's address. I'm a blogger. Right. Put this together, guys. I mean, you're still going to people's homes. Why shouldn't I share Bill's address with, uh, you know, all the bloggers I know that would like to go to Bill's home? And, uh, uh, here's the thing. That, yeah, that to me, question. actually seems partly – like, I, I understand the motivation. That one, to me, almost seems dangerous putting that – but what's weird is no, that you still have these right-wingers who put right. out – I would never do it. I yeah, but, but what – but what's stopping him? Because you know, if if O'Reilly's telling these people to go to other people's houses, why aren't people free to go to O'Reilly's house? What made you finally decide, Mike, to say, "Hey, dude, I'm standing up to O'Reilly"? I mean, I've had enough already. Well, it just kind of evolved over time. I mean, calling all wing nuts right now is a little bit broken. I've, I've had trouble with the WordPress. I needed an expert to get in there and fix all that up. But what I, what what it generally is, and if you go into the archives, you'll see this. I actually recorded the calls that I made to these radio shows, and there was this little uh, widget that you could press play, and it would play the recording of my calls to these people. So, you know, I had been calling them for a year and listening to them for a year. My baby was born. I was staying at home with the, the baby. I had all this free time and and it, you know it, it was a dirty secret little habit that i was actually ashamed <laughs> of because it's so geeky at first but uh yeah we'll be honest we think people who crank call radio shows are douches I, but, but we like you yeah. you're great because you're on our side well, uh, well i never really did cranks i just you know threw out some truth and watched their heads right. explode you, you know what i mean <laughs> he, he was lying every single day and it was just so easy to uh identify the lies and call up and kind of paint him into a corner and make him um, hang up on me or whatever. So so I'd uh, put all these uh, calls up online and people could listen to these things. And I, I guess it just evolved over the course of a year or two of uh, talking to this guy three times a week or so. Let me... Um, let me say this really quickly, and because we got, we're up on a break, and you know we've had a blast talking to you. Here's what I think is awesome about calling wingnuts, uh, calling all wingnuts.com, and I believe this. We usually keep it, you know, we don't get into politics too much on the show. We will occasionally, but it, I think because you notice nowadays you cannot have a political discussion anymore. It just it, it's not possible. People are yelling at each other. They're screaming at each other. No one listens to anyone. What are you anymore. talking about? It's red state versus blue state. It's, you know, you had the shout shows that were on. I mean, they still are with O'Reilly, but you had the crossfires and stuff like that. And I strongly believe where the political discourse started going downhill was in the 90s when Rush Limbaugh really made it big. And I think it all started with Rush, and I'll give him credit for it. Rush is right. And, and it, that is where it has devolved to where you have entire radio state, three radio stations in town that are right-wing that are just yelling. You know what I mean? And it's just anti-this, it's us versus them, and I think that's all where really started going bad with politics in America. And that's another reason I dig the site so much, because you're giving them some sort of hell. I mean, are you ever really going to win and change things? Well, and, and the, Maybe. And but. what Mike says on the website is perfectly true, that you know, in the end, you're going to probably 
lose the argument because they have the control control over you, how much volume they get and how much uh, and you they know, can hang up anytime. Yeah, they can hang up anytime. So you're going to uh, they're going to get the last jab in, but if you if you mess with them enough. You'll, you'll wear them down. Absolutely. And I, I just love... Well, I'll tell you this, too. I mean, you, you got to have a thick skin and always keep the tongue planted firmly in cheek. Mm-hmm. And another video you might be able to find of mine is at crooksandliars.com. It, it yeah. happened to the uh, Ned Lamont thing. I held the sign up behind uh, Sean Hannity on his live television <laughs> program that said, uh, Hannity sucks ass. You always <laughs> got to keep your sense... You know, it was weird. On his soul, even Hannity laughed at it, put it up on his website the next day. Right. You've always got to keep your sense of humor with these guys because it's got to be an act for these guys. These guys can't be seriously saying what they're saying. And but what's they- crazy is these people in middle America are buying it, and that's where it's that's where it's dangerous. Like we always like we attack a Marilyn Manson, or we attack you know just these you know movies and rap music. But it's these guys who I feel are running a bit. Actually, this they're no different than rappers because a lot of ra- Ice Cube, the wrestlers, he didn't, yeah, exactly. And they're running a bit, but all the sheeple are falling for it. And then you have this mentality of us versus them that's just helping them make more money with ratings and revenue. They yeah, don't really no care. I, I got to tell you, that it, it pisses me off. I mean, I'm angry about it. But at the same time, if I let that anger so through, you know, people are able to seize on that unhinged guy that's calling into right. But no, if you keep the sense of humor, they look like asses. You're making people laugh. You, you know, it's 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 just, uh, it, I guess it's maybe a technique. I don't know what to call it, but it's, it's a lot of fun. Hey, man, we appreciate you. What's going to happen? You going to get kicked out, kicked out of law school or no? No, no. The uh, dean called me into his office and uh, said there's no there there. There's nothing, you know, you didn't do anything wrong. So uh, I don't think you have anything to worry he about. He didn't tell you to uh, lay back at all? You didn't give you any of that kind of advice? Well, he gave me that kind of uh, little uh, thing about, you know, um, I think your means, you know, going out to the house may have been over the line. But, you know, I went right back at him. I said, listen, man, I'm an activist. As an activist, sometimes he got to step outside the little box of what society says is appropriate you, you got to do some things that uh maybe um make people sit up and take notice but uh you know i, I made sure i got counsel I, I i went out and got advice before i went out there from a lawyer and made sure everything i did was legal so i mean hey, I'm uh, in great shape. would you want my next time you get on o'reilly dropping our names yeah look, we're gonna send you a t-shirt so that way you can wear that whenever you go to his house and be like what up dude it's really hard for me to get on o'reilly these days but i'll drop your name somewhere maybe hannity or something nice. hannity, that'd I'll be awesome on uh, your sister station or anything do you guys have a sister station i don't know how it works where, where you we're both are wjfk it's all you know it's all uh cbs it's cbs radio so you know and, uh, all right great hannity's abc so if i <laughs> yeah yeah it's competition well dude we appreciate you have we appreciate you coming into the hideout uh you know that's what the hideout's all about are the people who are activists coming together trying to do their thing at cajones i think it's going to take more people on the left to kind of use those guerrilla tactics that's the other thing really quickly i've always said i hate that the left has to be a bunch of wussy crybabies <laughs> if you start yelling and start beating your chest we're not crybabies we're not wussies and i hate that we always back down so then when we finally step up and man up they're like, oh, wait a second, that ain't cool. And we're just like, we're just doing what you're doing. We're yelling. We're coming to your home. We're using the same tactics. What do you mean it ain't cool? If we're going to play, let's play fairly, and we're going to play by the same rules. So good good for you, man. Um, CallingAllWingNuts.com. If you're ever in the news again, we'd love to have you in the hideout, Bo. Hey, it was a real good time, guys. Thanks a lot. All right, Thank there you. he is, Mike Stark. Take care.
callingallwingnuts.com. Yeah, we were going to do that in the headlines, and I'm like, let me Google the guy. Let's see if he'll come on the show. Mm -hmm. Because I I know we're comedy-based, but I love politics, and we're back in D.C., and I really do feel that these shows are so... They divide the country, and I love when a guy can run a bit on someone that thinks yeah, they're that, so important. That that was my favorite part of the thing is just Bill O'Reilly and this guy messing with him. I, I love any, I love like back because we've seen shows get messed with by listeners and oh, yeah. get attacked and everything, and we've seen how crazy it makes some people. And I think Bill O'Reilly is one of those people because right when he gets attacked, he goes right to the hey, I can find out where you live. He gets right to that point. Real quick, so you know it bugs them real, real bad. The ONA pests shut down real radio when they were mm-hmm. in a radio war with someone that was at our old station. They mess with us because we have, you know, kind of a third-party relationship through Run and Fest, so it was cool. But they shut the radio station yeah, and down. I, actually, we we uh, came in that night, the first night that the ONA pests were attacking this show, and uh, the host left and said, uh, "Good luck uh, taking any phone calls." Not one person messing with us. I think that really, really upset some of the people at our station. And that's why we never really became buddies with anyone at Real Radio, and that's why they ended up hating us. But whatever. So anyway, and I'm just going to say this is a final message before we break and come back. Be an activist. You know, you don't have to go to the links of going to people's homes, but you can make a difference. This is one guy getting under the skin of big, bad Bill O'Reilly and exposing him for the fraud that he is. There's no reason why you can't do the same. It's the Hideout Real Radio 105. Oh, it's the Hideout 106.7 WJFK. You're in the Hideout. The Hideout with El Jefe and J Dubs. Oh, they're totally gay for each other. It's a hot hip hop fashion trend. You, you know what it is? The Hideout. Blink, blink, homeboy. Step back. I might blind you. Yeah. The hideout. Back in the hideout, baby. 106.7 WJFK, Hefe and Doves wrapping it up. Join us, 800-636-1067, or on the AOL Instant Messenger, Hideout Radio. Yeah, it's good to be back where it all started. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Washington, D.C., and WJFK. A lot of fun. I'm Hefe, that's Doves. Hi. Slowing the show down now. Crawling to the end. As we always like to do. Mm-hmm. Started out with the sports quick hitters, did the hideout headlines, played a game show, guessed the race, and then had the interview with Mike Stark. I hope everyone finds that as fascinating as we do. Like, I, you wonder, because part of it is either you love or you hate Bill O'Reilly. Very few people just are like, eh, you know. Some people are because they, mm-hmm. they see through what he is. And, you know, they just don't care about, you know, politics or uh uh, right wing or radio in general, right? Yeah, but you know, but uh, I, I think for the most part he's pretty pol- polarizing, yeah. and uh, that's just fun to talk about. I love when just some regular guy decides, you know, I'm going to be somebody. I'm yeah, going to exactly. go. I'm going to go out there, and I'm just going to mess with this guy, see how far I can take it. And he's taken it pretty far, right? Made a name for himself, and uh, next time he's on Oberman, he's going to drop the hideout name. <laughs> we could use a little pub, my man. I'm Not Olberman, but uh, uh, Hannity. Oh, but I'm, doesn't he go on Olberman sometimes? Maybe. The countdown? Yeah, if you go on Hannity, drop the name, too. We're down for the publicity. Yeah. 800-636-1067. Post-show podcast, you can be, download that on hideoutradio.com. Tonight, we're going to actually have a guest on it, uh, dcrtv.com Dave and yes. his media blog. If you're into radio and stuff, then uh, definitely uh, check that out as well. 
Dubs, during the uh, last segment of the show, we'd just like to talk about us and mm-hmm. what's going on and, uh, you know, whatever you got, too, uh, as well. And when we are driving into the uh, station today, we stopped off at a gas station. Yeah. And I go into the bathroom. To, well, when, let's start off like this. Uh, we went in there, went over to the cooler, and there was a hellacious funk yeah, in the place. Yeah, I thought it was like bad milk. Bad milk. It was just, it smelled like something either spoiled or dead. Mm-hmm. And uh, so anyway, we get our, our energy drinks and our water, and I go to the restroom to take a leak. And I look, and there, in, like, on the floor, are soiled tidy whities Surrounded by soiled toilet paper. Come on, guys. It was, it was funny. <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest with because, listen, all of us... Did you still use the bathroom? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, oh, I, I walk into one, one of those situations, I just walk right back out. Dude, it was so bad that I had to go at a gas station, <laughs> so I wasn't going to hold it just because someone left their underwear there because uh, they had an accident. Now, listen, we've all had accidents before. I've had an accident uh, to a situation where where I uh, I lost uh, control of my bowels while watching an all-star game. A, I remember this. I was watching a, uh, a baseball all-star game. I'm laying there. I'm excited. I think it was Pudge Rodriguez's first all-star game mm-hmm. ever, and he was my hero growing up. Mm-hmm. I was so stoked. I farted, and, well, I had an accident. And so, you know, I was horrified. You go, you jump in the shower, you don't know what to do with the underwear. You could wash them, but you just end up throwing them away in yeah. shame. Yeah, I've, I've, I've had that before, too. Not where I've had an accident. They've just gotten really old and ratty and, uh, you know, had their marks on them. Um, what I feel but, sorry for, though, is the girl's going to have to go in there and clean that up. Yeah, well, I was going to bring up also, uh, this is a common trend in your family. Because <laughs> I remember you telling me a story on how you and your dad were sitting in, uh, in a, a drive-thru. And uh, you guys were breaking wind, the both of you. Yeah, and, like a contest. Yeah, and he ended up uh, going too far with it. And uh, messed himself and got very upset, skipped the drive through altogether, and drove home in silence. Yeah. But I silence started, and anger. Yeah. I started laughing because it was funny. Mm-hmm. And he, and sometimes you know what your pops. Yeah. Well, it, yeah. He'll give you he'll give you that look or that tone, and right. you know it's time to stop. And he gave me that death glare, and I was like, oh, dude. All right. I thought we were having fun. <laughs> I thought it was even funnier because you made, you know, you messed yourself. But I'll sit here, and I guess I won't eat dinner because you can't control your bowels. <laughs> but whatever. Yeah, you guys. Uh, he didn't even grab the food he paid for. He just drove off. <laughs> he did. It was the funniest thing. And he's like, "Don't ever tell anybody about this." <laughs> now you're on the radio yeah, just barking. And I've told the story everywhere in every market that we are. Again, it's the Hideout 106.7 WJFK. FN dubs 800-636-1067. You had a, I had a kind of a revelation type experience this week. Uh, we have uh, a grocery store out here called Publix, and I went to the grocery real store. Big in Florida. Yeah, I went. By to the, the way, for those of you that don't know, we say down here, people are always kind of mm-hmm. tuning in. Uh, we're doing the show live on WJFK, and it sounds like we're in studio in Fairfax, but we're actually in Tampa. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to be, uh, you know, honest with you guys. We're doing the show from Tampa. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, and uh, so I was in the grocery store. And it was like their big food tasting day where all these little booths are set up uh, and people stop by, eat their little pieces of boar head meat or cheese or whatever they have sitting out here. 
And it was a pain in the ass because all the people are stopped at these little, you know, little places and blocking the lanes. So uh, I'm staying there observing a lot of this stuff going on. And a lot of couples shopping together, grocery shopping together. I have it on my list to do with my girlfriend tomorrow. And uh, I realized while sitting there watching all this, I never want to be in a relationship again. With a woman? With a woman or anybody. <laughs> what is it that, uh, what, uh, just going to the grocery store made you say I'm giving up on chicks? Not, not giving up on chicks. Not I'm giving up on relationships. Like to me. I'm giving up on relationships. And uh, the reason is because these guys were standing there eating their, you know, free little cube of cheese and the joy on their face. <laughs> that was the highlight of their day. Right. Getting that little slice of cheese that their wife won't let them buy because it binds them up uh, is their little slice of joy for the week. And they're going to go home saying, you know what? I had to uh, hang out with this miserable bitch all day, but at least I got a free little dice of cheese. So in your relationship with, that you were in earlier with your girlfriend of, what, five-plus years, mm -hmm. was that your yes. That was your joyful I'd, I'd, time when you got to get free stuff from Costco? Stuff? Yes, when I went to Costco and I got to uh, sample some free foods. I was so happy with that. And I, I haven't felt that joy from something that small in a long time because it doesn't matter to me anymore. I don't care about – I skip over those little kiosks now because it's not that big of a deal to me anymore. But when but you're getting, married – Yeah, getting a little strange. Getting a little strange when you're in a relationship, even if it's food. Getting some <laughs> strange food is something very exciting to you. And, yeah, it, just the sheer terror of their normal life and that little joy – they got made them so happy that proved to me the contrast of how unhappy that they are normally if that makes them happy maybe they just enjoy food i'm sure they do but they enjoy it way too much because they're they're miserable 99.9 percent .9 of the time so you're never going to be in a relationship with a woman again because here's the thing dubs was in a relationship for five years mm -hmm. she left him for another man mm -hmm. And you feel like you're completely scarred by that? You hate scarred? women? I, I've never Did been a big fan of them. Did you feel inadequate when she left you? <laughs> what did you say? I've never been a big fan of them. I think that they are mostly um, annoyances. Right. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I think uh, I was a little bit scarred and just, uh, it, was, it was an awakening. We're in a... We are roommates, Dubs mm -hmm. and I and my girlfriend and all of our animals. Well, I came home and I told you guys about this, and you're like... It ain't that bad. We're happy. I just looked at you guys. And that's what I was going to ask. Do you hate us when you no. see us snuggling on the couch? No, because I know the truth. What's I know the truth? No one's happy there. Oh, we yeah. are. We're ecstatic with no, each other. Keep on telling me that. Yeah, keep on we saying. We love each if, other. If you say it enough, it makes it true, right? You, when you see us snuggling on the couch, you don't think, man, I miss that with my nope. girlfriend? Nope. I like having a whole couch to myself and not sharing half that thing and being all hot. Ugh. Right now, your dog kicks you off of your twin bed. Yes, because I like my space. I I always wanted to leave the bed when I was uh, with my ex, but I couldn't because I didn't want to hurt her feelings. I don't have to worry about hurting my dog's feelings. I can leave the, cou the uh, couch or bed, and uh, my dog's fine with it. She's not going to bitch at me the next day, ask me why I went and slept on the couch. So you really are done with chicks, huh? Right now, yeah. Not done with chicks. Done with relationships. To me, done with relationships. It sounds to me like you're into dong. No, I'm not everything into that dong. you're saying is I hate women. I hate this. I, I hate relationships. I hate the uh, the misery so that they bring you. So you're looking for a nice bathroom stall. 
No, no, I'm not looking. For, I'm not looking for a uh, a hole drilled inside of a bathroom stall. I'm not looking for. Why aren't you? Why wouldn't you? I think that's actually something. I'm not looking, but if I stumble upon one, I'm not going to say I'm going to turn it down. I really feel bad for you. Like Why? this chick really ran a number on you because I know you. I I never liked her, and I knew you weren't happy, and I was glad you broke up with her. But do you feel like she soured you to all women? You remember me before the relationship. I was even more sour towards women then. I think I've even calmed down from my 19-year-old days. Uh, I was a, I was a uh, adamant woman hater then. Now I'm just a relationship hater. All right. Uh, Punani says, I just lost my two-year relationship. Five, four, 200 pounds of love. Found her online. Ask Dubs <laughs> if you'd like me to make a road trip. How about you two do a Thelma and Louise thing? You two pudgy bastards just driving. I'm not pudgy. I'm a I'm a nice thin svelte man. Just driving across the country cursing women and how they scarred I, I you. I would like a nice little road trip with the Poonanster. And then you guys can rub uh, goatees together and just uh, talk about how awful it is that that sweet fine woman ass. No, the, the, the woman ass is is terrific. The woman relationship so it's got awful. So you're of the opinion that women are useless unless For you're having part, sex with yes. them. Yes. Wow. That's kind of sure. Hey, do you fall into this category when it comes to dudes? A quarter of all dudes. men. <laughs> a quarter of all men are too ashamed to strip in front of their partners? No, I used to be. When I, I was very insecure when I was younger and I was first getting with women. And I, yeah, I was the type that would, uh, uh, you know, right when you're about to score with the chick, you pull the uh, sheets over you and you get undressed that way. Right. You do it. And then you leave the sheets over you, tucked underneath your neck, and you uh, put your uh, pants and underwear back on before you head to the bathroom and scrub yourself clean. Um, I was that type of person before, but now I don't care. I'll just get up, you know, walk around, let everything, you know, I'm, out there. I'm like Tobias from Arrested Development. I'm a never nude. Very rarely am I ever nude at a single point. I hate my body so much. And, like, I would think between me and my girlfriend, because we're both self-conscious with our bodies for whatever mm -hmm. reason. I don't think she needs to be, but she is. Uh, we don't have nude sex. There's always, what are you talking about? There's always, like, some piece of clothing on. Usually, usually it's me. Like, I make her take stuff off, but I kind of like it, too, when she's just wearing a bra. There's something that's hot about I that. I can't have just regular nude sex. I, I'm not... Uh, Regular, I, I I have to have nude sex. I can't have really? any kind of uh, clothing. Do you on. take socks off too? Yeah, everything. Everything comes off. I'm Dude, completely nude. If I don't have a shirt on, it would be shocking. I always have a shirt on because I don't want her to think she's making love to a bear. Because I'll be honest with you, I got a hairy well, then, back. Then don't be shoveling honey into your mouth while you're doing it. <laughs> that would help out. But, Stealing picnic baskets and sneaking them into bed with you doesn't help out your case at all. But I do think that somehow this poor girl, who's hot as hell, has to sit here with this pudgy, hairy, bald, dumpy guy. Poor thing. You do probably look more like a more like a, a bear with just one shirt on. That's all bears wear in, uh, in cartoons is a shirt. And down there at the crotch, there's nothing really, but there should be. Yeah, that's me. There's a turtle head there. Whatever. Don't judge. Beat it. So Literally. You at the NFL games real fast before we get out of here? Sure thing. Did you shut it down? No, I got it right here. Let's go through the games All for right. tomorrow, for Monday, and then even Thanksgiving. All right. We have Cleveland at Baltimore. Uh, Cleveland. 
Cleveland, all right? I'm going to take uh, Cleveland as well. Yeah, definitely. San Diego or Jacksonville? San Diego. I'm going to take Jacksonville in that one. Miami at, Miami at Philadelphia. I think Miami gets their first win at Philly. I'm going to take Philly. Oakland at Minnesota. God-awful matchups this week. No Adrian Peterson, right? Nope. Maybe Oakland. Yeah, I'm going to take Oakland on that one, too. Do we have uh, uh, the what, what quarterback starting for Oakland this week? Who cares? No, all right. Kansas City at Indianapolis. Indianapolis. Carolina at Green Bay. Green Bay. New York Giants at Detroit. I think, I think you guys dubs the, the Lions pull this one out. Yeah, I, I think Detroit have that one. Tampa at Atlanta. Tampa. Yeah, Tampa definitely. Uh, New Orleans at Houston. Houston. I'm going to take New Orleans. Arizona at Cincinnati. Cincinnati gets a win. Yeah, I'm, Arizona's doing all right right now. I'm going to take Arizona. Pittsburgh at the New York Jets. Pittsburgh. Yep. Chicago at Seattle. Seattle. St. Louis at San Francisco. Who cares? But I guess I'm going to have to put... I'm going to go St. Louis on this. Yeah, St. Louis. They look like they actually got something that can happen. Uh, Washington at Dallas. Sorry, Skins fans. Uh, Dallas is taking this Dallas, without a doubt. New England at Buffalo. Uh, I'm going to go Buffalo. Really? No, New England. Well, I'll tell you this much. I think it's going to be a better game than people think. Buffalo always plays New England really, really strong. Tennessee at Denver is our Monday night game. Tennessee. Denver. I'm going to take Denver. It's at Denver and uh, Monday night. Green Bay at Detroit is the big the game of Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving game. Going to go with Detroit. Wow. Two wins in one week. That would be nice. You win whole seasons without that. <laughs> Josh McCown is starting for Oakland, by the way. Oh, wow. All right, okay. there. Go Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota. <laughs> New York Jets at Dallas is uh, another one on Thanksgiving. Dallas. Dallas, without a doubt. In the Sunday night Thanksgiving game? Indianapolis at Atlanta. Thank, God that's on, uh, thank yeah. goodness it's on the NFL Network. No one will care. Let's go Indianapolis on that one. I agree. There it is, Dubs. We'll find out how we did next week. Hey, man, thanks to everybody that made this possible. CK. All the boys. Michael uh, Hughes. Yeah, I want to thank Punani and Matt back at the station for making it happen. Best of Big O and Dukes. Uh, the Big O and Dukes rewind up next, however they put it here. The comedy nonsense at 11 tomorrow, the Junkies unofficial pregame show. We will be back. Not sure what time next week. I believe it's going to be another 6 o'clocker. Awesome. For those of you, uh, I want to thank Matt Mike Stark from CallingAllWingNuts.com. Thank you, my man. And coming up next, the post-show podcast. Look for that on HideoutRadio.com as we uh, interview DCRTV.com Dave Hughes. Everybody listening, tell a friend that the hideout is back on 106.7 WJFK. We out, bitch. 5,000. 